You think you know me. Must listen Patreon exclusive podcast on the Talk Film Society Podcast Network. This isn't true anymore. I gotta make a new intro. <laughs> That's not true anymore. <laughs> Shit. Wait, wait a second. Okay, so yeah, so we just yeah. just change it up. Just 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 say on the Talk Film Society Network, right? Okay. Welcome to. Okay. Okay. I'll do that. I'll do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you got it. You got it. You got it. I'm gonna write it down. Okay. Yeah. Welcome everyone to the most must listen uh, wrestling. Podcast hosted by a film website. Welcome to Arkham Arts. Okay. Okay. You think you know me? Welcome everyone to the most must-listen wrestling podcast hosted by a film website. Welcome to Marking, Marking the Marks. Marks with, with Marcus, Marcus and, and Marcelo. Marcelo. Hello, Marcus. Hello, Marcelo. Oh, what a day. What a day. day. What a day. Good day. It's a good day. It's a great day. Not going to mention the date we're recording this on. It's a great day. It's though. a great day. Just guess, folks. One of those classic great days that we've had recently. If you listen to this when it comes out, I mean, it's the week after WrestleMania, and it's it's early April. I mean, it's been glory. It's been glory days as as the boss once said right nothing bad is happening nothing nothing bad is happening we're all in in we're all in in great moods nothing is endangering our lives um there's no uh great political uh uh, you know turmoil going on nothing's happening (laughs) everything is good everything is good speaking of good how good are you marcus you doing all right (laughs) Oh, of course, I am. of course I am. I just mentioned everything's good, <laughs> so I'm good, Marcelo. And I'm great. I'm super. I'm amazing. I am amazing. Um, this is a wrestling podcast. Uh, in case people are listening to this and they're going, "Hey, what's this? You know, who are these two? What's this? A wrestling podcast on the Talk from Society Network?" Yeah, yeah. Oh, and you may be jumping onto this because yes, uh, this is the second episode of the crossover. Uh, between us and Monsters Never Die. Uh, you get to hear those boys a little later. Um, and if you listen to that episode with me and Marcus on their show, I hope you enjoyed that. That was a good time. It's a good time, right, Marcus? Yes, absolutely. We got to talk about uh, um, horror movies starring wrestlers, a few good ones, a few bad ones. It was really fun. Yeah. Um, I like them all to varying degrees, I think I just realized. Even even see no evil. <clears throat> I, I, right. Well, you are insane. Uh, there were a few good ones and a few bad ones. <laughs> River of Darkness, I still say, is worth checking out, folks. Go on YouTube.com, search River of Darkness, starring Kurt Angle um, and Kevin Nash. Do it. And, uh, I mean, you've got nothing else going on, listeners. So That's true, yeah. That's our streaming recommendation of the week. <laughs> 
<laughs> so, oh yes, so yes, you, you may be jumping onto this saying, hey, I like those Marking the Marks fellas, I'm going to listen to the WrestleMania podcast with uh, Jacob and Matt. Yeah, uh, we talk wrestling here, we do a monthly show where we talk about the, the uh, WWE pay-per-view of the month, uh, along with um, other wrestling promotions. We talk about AEW, and well, that's it, right? <laughs> WWE and AEW, we haven't, <laughs> we haven't gone out further. Um, maybe eventually we will, depending on if WWE you know, still has matches after this, um, which maybe we'll talk about later. Uh, but yeah, I am a guy who just jumped into this new age wrestling about a year ago uh we're coming on uh we're, we're approaching the one year anniversary of the show i think marcus or maybe we just passed it we've been doing this for a year um so congrats yes uh, congrats so congratulations to you congratulations to you good job sir um and marcus who are you who why, why are you here who me um i'm marcus irving i'm uh I'm a wrestling fan of the last three or four years. I'm pretty obsessive. I try to watch as much of it as I possibly can. Um, and I'm trying to guide Marcelo through the day, the days of modern day wrestling. <laughs> the dates uh, of the, uh, that's what I actually want is the dates. <laughs> when, when things happen. So yeah, that's true. The number one question I ask. And uh, Marcelo, who the hell are you? I'm Marcelo Pico. I, I just said I'm new to wrestling. I <laughs> just got into right. this a year ago. And um, yeah. I, I I mean, oh, and I should say this, not to already promote our, you know, now Patreon wrestling podcast, open up a can of podcast. But I mean, I used to watch this back in the day, back about 20 years ago. And if you want to hear me talk more about that in a detail with Marcus, listen to yes. our Stone Cold versus Vince McMahon podcast series, Open Up Canada podcast on Patreon. On Talk From Society, this is Patreon. But yeah, I mean, I, I know enough, but I just don't know enough about the new stuff. Um, I mean, oh, oh, okay. I was just going to jump into it, but um, for fans of the show, you guys already know, we have to have the news segment. Marcus, are we ready for the news? Yes, let's uh, get into the news. Let's uh, jump into it. Beep, 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 <clears throat> Okay. Uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff happening right now. What? Uh, <laughs> you've heard about this virus. What? I, I, <laughs> well. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, 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 it's got us all holed up in our homes, you see, if we're lucky. Which <laughs> most of us aren't. I think um, I think the two of us. Well, I know for me for sure I am not lucky enough to stay and work from home because I have a job that is essential that has me working outside of my home in a in a big uh, ventilated factory. But hey, that's me. I don't know about you, right. Marcus. Um, and yeah, me too. Um, <laughs> so the the uh, the uh, so they've been uh, so we are not allowed to do big gatherings. Only essential businesses are allowed to stay open. I don't know how WWE has been able to run things up to this point, but what they had done is they had pre-taped everything, including this WrestleMania we're going to talk about. They had pre-taped a bunch of Raws, a bunch of SmackDowns, and this WrestleMania. And uh, it turns out they've run out of pre-taped stuff. Oh, The, the Raw that, that was on this Monday was the last thing that they had pre-taped. And now they're kind of still figuring out what to do. Like rumors are they're going to keep 
they're going to go back to pre-taping, which again, I don't know how that's possible. I guess they're rich. They can do whatever they want. Um, or maybe they're going to do some live show still somehow. I don't know. But but that's what's happening with WWE. They, they've ran out of stuff to tape, and they've got to, they got to retape a lot more. Um, it's insane because, well, I, I actually don't know. I, there's a lot of news going on, Marcus. I don't know if you know this. Um, I actually don't know the rules right now in Florida, whether they're under like a, uh, whether the governor has ordered a stay at home right yeah. thing. Like, ha- has he done that yet? Do you know, Marcus? Yeah, there. Yeah. Florida has it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, the state I live in is one of like four states that has not done it. Jesus Christ. Which is cool. <laughs> um, so I, th- I think they just did that. Florida just did that not too long ago. So I'm guessing it was yeah. before. Uh, well, well, I guess WWE pre-taped everything, and then the that order came down. So I see they're in a precarious spot, right? Um, yeah, and I I guess they're still going to try to figure out a way to make it work and keep taping. And um, yeah, and I say Florida because just a reminder, they're taping all this in their performance center in Florida. Right. Yeah. Right. And um, and uh, AEW too. They've apparently already taped like months worth of shows. Wow! So I think they're fine right now. But WWE is the one that has run out of content. months months worth of shows. And wouldn't it be a crime if we ran out of content <laughs> for even a short amount of time? Uh, imagine if we stopped doing the show. Uh, I mean, pe- people would be up in arms saying the world would be in shambles where's my content that's what they'd be saying (laughs) um uh, let me ask you this marcus yes what do you think vince mcmahon will end up doing uh um uh he will do whatever the hell he can to continue doing what he has been doing like there he will not give an inch (laughs) He will uh, pull whatever strings he has to pull to get everybody together in one small uh, area and touch each other a bunch <laughs> by wrestling. Um, not to jump ahead, but uh, uh, no, I'm not going to jump ahead just now. No, I'll just say this. I mean, even watching WrestleMania, um, I mean, they literally threw somebody at a, a pile of like 12 people. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that happened. And I'm like, and that wait, was a famous person. So a famous person went on WrestleMania um, and just threw himself on to twelve seemingly to him strangers. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yes. So I'm. I yeah. I think I'm with you, Marcus. He's gonna do some. He's gonna do whatever he wants and whatever. What he's gonna he's gonna find ways to just pre-tape stuff and maybe he'll do like AEW did and just pre-tape stuff for months you know and yeah that that'll be wrestling through i'm guessing late summer probably at least yeah yeah just a lot of pre-taped um, stuff yeah and it's gonna be hard to find the enthusiasm for it i gotta say because i'm already kind of getting tired of it but, <laughs> hey, but that's what this show is we gotta find the enthusiasm for wrestling <laughs> this hey what a perfect time for us to reboot this show <laughs> For more, for more people to listen to right away <laughs> than this. Again, I mentioned this on the Monsters Never Die episode, I think. we we I planned this. Marcus, you and I have been talking about this move from the Patreon to the free feed for, for months now, right? Yep. For yep. months. I'm, yeah. I'm like, this is it. 
We're jumping onto the free feed. <laughs> what what a better time. Nope. No. <laughs> oh, no. Like the world just says nope as soon as we try it. But hey, um, I'll say this. Uh, I'm glad I started that Stone Cold podcast because hey, there's month there's years worth of content. Nothing timely about that. <laughs> no, no. I mean, <laughs> It, it, it's back when wrestling had an audience. Those glory yep. days. Mm, I, remember. Um, I remember. But but wrestling is still happening, and uh, I'll just fill you in on a few things that happened on Raw that were kind of important. Yeah, the, um, the post-WrestleMania Raw. Yes, yes. Which apparently the, the, the views, the, the ratings have been doing actually pretty darn well for these uh, quarantine shows. I just got to say that. But uh nia Jax, uh she's been gone for what it feels like forever like it, it feels like at least a year i don't know if that's true or not i don't have the exact dates in front of me i apologize marcella but nia How Jax has been gone for a very long time big big star in the women's the uh, uh roster and she's back so good for her nice and uh bianca belair we saw her come in during the raw tag team match, right? To help street yes, profits. Yes. Uh, she's the one with the long ponytail, right? Yeah. The big long ponytail. That's basically and, a foreign object. She uses to whip people with. Yeah. And it's legal, yeah. I guess. I, I, um, I like her. It's I cool like as hell. Yeah, it's I cool like as hell. I do, yeah, yeah. But, um, anyway, she is officially moved up from NXT to raw. She is on raw now. Nice. Good. And, and I'll just say, Drew McIntyre, he's already defended his Universal Championship successfully against The Big Show. And The Big Show has news, too. Wait, wait a second. Uh, wait. <laughs> okay, first off, um, I guess, not to jump ahead, but yes, Drew McIntyre, that's his name, right? He, he won yes. at WrestleMania. Big surprise. Right. We'll talk um, about that a lot. Well, yeah, I guess well, yeah, we'll talk about that later. Um, question number one. And we'll get to your Big Show news here in a bit, Marcus. Yes. Uh, my first question. Big Show still wrestling? Big Show still wrestling, apparently. Uh, um, yeah, I did not see this match, but he. Uh, the last few times I've seen him, it seemed like he could barely walk. But <laughs> he's still wrestling. He's still a top contender for championships. But even more important than that, he has a brand new Netflix show. What? called the big show show what is on this netflix um it seems to be like a quaint family comedy sitcom uh where he has to deal with uh the horrors of being a father <laughs> in this modern day world being a, a gen x father <laughs> to uh to three millennial kids Ugh. Yeah, I, 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 I'm playing around. I know what this is. Marcus did send me a link to it, which I did not click on because, frankly, I just don't have the time for all this wrestling news <laughs> um, <laughs> outside the show. But then I saw the preview for it during WrestleMania, and I, I think I, I immediately messaged Marcus saying, "What's going on? <laughs> what is this?" And, yes. Uh, Which yeah, it's it, I, and I read the synopsis. It's him playing a version of, of himself. So he's uh, Ray Romanoing, Ray Roman, Ray Romanoing it. That's a word. Mm-hmm. He's uh, doing that, and I didn't, I didn't know he was an, an, a comedic actor. Um, I mean, what else has he been in, Marcus? In terms of 
acting roles? Do you know? Uh, he's in some movie. <laughs> good, good job. <laughs> <laughs> Knucklehead, I think is what it's called. Knuckleheads. Uh, well, yeah, he's but done some stuff for WWE, like WWE productions. Yeah, uh, I, they think he's a funny guy. I guess. I guess. I mean, I I can't judge it because I haven't seen the show. But I think what what we can announce is our next podcast series in which we, <laughs> which we cover all these episodes of the Big Show Show. Right. And yes. We're gonna call it the the Big Show Show Show. Mm-hmm. And coming soon on the Patreon. Just look out for that, <laughs> folks. Oh, and, and also, I guess other news. I saw that preview for the Netflix movie, uh, starring I think what's the Miz in it, and like yeah, I think the Miz and like Kofi Kingston maybe. Are yeah. In that. Do you know the name of it off the top of your head? I don't. I don't. It's like something like the big event or some something like that. So I'm guessing WWE Entertainment. The main event. The main event. Thank you, Marcus. Um, yeah, two Netflix projects with uh, the WWE. So I'm guessing they signed some contract where yeah. we might see some more WWE product there. Some content They're moving up in the world WWE. I guess if you can say having a Netflix movie. <laughs> so, <laughs> is moving I, I, up. I, so I, I think I'm out of news, Marcel. Do you have anything? Uh, I have some personal news. Oh. Yeah, um I am leaving the show, uh, Marcus. <laughs> <laughs> Well, okay. Well, <laughs> I wanted to announce it right here at the top of the show. <laughs> well, I, uh, I haven't heard anything about this. But it's, guess, uh, it's, it's big. It's big. So, uh, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll do my best to transition us out, out of the Marcelo years, uh, dear listeners. Yeah, because I, I knew. I mean, after this whole Corona thing, I'm like, there's, there's no way I'm going to keep doing this show. So, <laughs> so I'm done. No, we are doing both the spinoffs still. Yes, of course. <laughs> I know the Big Show show only has like eight episodes, but I'm already planning 50 episodes for that. Okay. Now, my big news is uh, right before watching the two-night WrestleMania 36 um, thing, I finally watched a match featuring John Cena. That's my big news. Oh, yeah. Oh yes, I saw this. Yes, and I even messaged you that that news. I go, look, I'm finally doing it. Um, and I said, I'm so proud of you. No, you didn't say that. Well, you said you said something in reference to John Cena's thing. Right. Your time yeah. is now. I think that's what you said. Well. Well, I'm proud of you nonetheless. <laughs> uh, uh, are you gonna ask me what match I saw? Um. Not that interested. Actually. Okay, let's move on then. <laughs> but let's just go. No, what did you watch? What did you watch? I ended up seeing. This is totally random because I, I I was wanting to watch wrestling as now I uh, am. I'm not forced to do, but I'm just like I need to do it for the Stone Cold uh, show. Uh, I tur- I put on the I turned on the WWE uh, network app, and the first thing I saw was like a WrestleMania retrospective. Um, featuring big matches from the last few years, and the John Cena versus The Rock match was on there. Oh, and okay. I go, oh, I actually had no idea this happened. Do you I, know which one of them it was? It was the first one, so WrestleMania yeah. 28. I think that's the one that people say is pretty good. I have not seen either. Yeah. Um, apparently the second one they do, which is, which I think is the year after, um, somebody, I'm going to pull this up because this was kind of helpful. 
two people responded to me on Twitter concerning this. Um, but no, okay, I saw it first time watching John Cena wrestle, and of course I I picked it because hey, The Rock, I I, I love The Rock, and this was touted as like being a once in a lifetime match. Of course, I had to do it again next year. Um, it was good. I mean, I liked it. It was a typical, like, big name uh, main event, sort of like one, you know, one old timer versus one, you know, uh, modern day wrestler. That, I mean, it was, it was like basically Hulk Hogan versus The Rock, you sure. know, and now, you know, The Rock switched places. Now he's the Hulk Hogan. Now John Cena is The Rock. Right. Yeah. It, it was good for what it was, right? Mm-hmm. So I enjoyed it. And then. I should have been doing this as I was talking. I'm going to look up this tweet. So you're saying you haven't seen this match, Marcus? No, I haven't, no. Why is that? Are you just, are you, just you know... I'm, uh, uh, I'm uh, bad at my job <laughs> <laughs> of knowing everything about wrestling. Okay, but I mean, you've obviously seen John Cena wrestle, though, right? Of course I have. I've seen uh, plenty of good matches with the man in them. He's a good performer, I would say. Let me ask you this, and this is me yes. put, put, putting you in the corner. What, what What is your favorite Cena match? I I do have an answer. Oh, okay, go I'm ahead. I'm sad right immediately. Right immediately. <laughs> um, it's, uh, it's from Money in the Bank... 2011 I want to say and it is John Cena the WWE champion at the time uh, versus CM Punk uh, big fan favorite and it is uh, the story is that John Cena has to he doesn't really want to be in this position, but Vince McMahon is forcing him into this position of uh, having to, because he's like the strongest person in WWE or whatever the hell. Um, he has to beat CM Punk and make sure that CM Punk does not leave the night as champion because um, CM Punk has not re-signed with WWE. So if he left as champion, he would take the belt and run. Right, and it's it's like a very very good story, and the the crowd is unbelievable in that. It's the loudest crowd you've ever heard, and uh, really like shocking moments in it is a fantastic match. I've watched it a number of times. Like, I, I love it. Yeah, I uh, that that was suggested to me, and here I finally put up the tweet. So two people responded back, or just responded. I I, I was not looking for any response, but these two butted in. In a good way. Uh, Billy Jarrett, he said, oh, which one are you watching? Because I just said I was watching a John Cena match. And I go, yeah, the rock, the one with The Rock versus um, Cena at WrestleMania 28. Then he says this. At least uh, it's not WrestleMania 29 against The Rock where The Rock's guts basically fell out. <laughs> <laughs> which I don't know what that means. I did not look into it. But I'm eager to watch that one day and watch... The rock's guts literally fall out of the stomach. They, they were using samurai swords. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then he also suggests another match. He goes, I want to say Rumble 2007 against uh, Umaga is a banger worth checking Umaga. out. Umaga. Thank you. Uh, so that's Billy Jarrett. Thank you, Billy. And then Dave uh, Rhina. Sorry, Dave. Metal Dave 815. Uh, he goes... Uh, he basically goes, don't watch The Rock versus John Cena. That one's not good. 
which I'm like, okay, whatever, whatever, dude. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. Um, but then he says, uh, here is what you should start with. Um, you should see Shawn Michaels versus Cena at WrestleMania 23. He put 22, but it's actually 23. Uh, he says, watch CM Punk versus John Cena at Money in the Bank 2011. The one you just mentioned, uh, Marcus. Mm-hmm. Then he goes, also watch Brock Lesnar versus Cena at Extreme Rules 2012. So, oh, yeah. There you go. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, Billy. Um, so, I like that match with The Rock and John Cena. And then, on, on, the suggest- on the suggestion of Dave, I did see Cena versus Shawn Michaels uh, at WrestleMania okay. 23. And I did like that match a lot too as well good so good. yeah uh, then I then I read up on it and then apparently they had a match on the Raw a few weeks later after WrestleMania 23 where yeah they wrestled for like an hour straight yes I've seen that match that match is actually great I didn't even think of it but yeah I've seen that and I saw that one right away I, after watching the WrestleMania 23 with them too I go oh I want to see that because apparently that's one of the greatest matches of all time yeah and it's pretty damn good. So yeah, that was, that was that was a good one. That was a really good one. And it's also in an era where Shawn Michaels returned and was Shawn Michaels once again. Like he was an amazing wrestler, which I totally missed out on because I stopped watching wrestling like when he was a commissioner and he was still like um, too injured to do anything really. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of great seeing him in the mid two thousands or late two thousands, just being a full time wrestler again and being yeah amazing at it. So yeah. So I, I I did some like WrestleMania, I guess uh, uh, homework. <laughs> so some some you know WrestleMania watching before watching this WrestleMania, and it was uh, nice to see an audience. Um, period. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that's my news. Um, is that is that it? Are we done with the news? Yeah, yeah, that's good, Marcel. We did it. We did it. Oh my gosh, we did it. Okay, so here's so. here's the plan, guys. Um, we're, we're not bringing on Matt and Jacob from Monsters Never Die. Not yet. We're going to jump into WrestleMania for a bit. We're going to talk about the lower card matches. We're going to talk about our general impressions about WrestleMania. And then for the big stuff, for the main events, for the Boneyard matches, for the Funhouse matches, we're going to bring in Matt and Jacob. So mm-hmm. we're going to jump into WrestleMania now. All right. Marcus? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Let's do it. Let's do it. WrestleMania 36, right? That's the uh-huh. number. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, uh, we had our very first match of night one. This is a two-night event. Too big for one night, they said. Right? Now I want to backtrack. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> WrestleMania. Well, what was the first WrestleMania? No, not, no, not that far. <laughs> the, the fact that it was two nights... Uh, I find I found that uh, okay. Should we even say what our general feelings are re- uh, like right now? Because I have opinions. Uh, yeah. Do you want to do that first? Here, no. Uh, how about this? How about this? Let's not do that. I just want to ask you this question. Do you think this is a yes or no? Do you think that the that doing this over two nights uh, worked out for them? I do. You do. Okay. I do. I do too. Okay, just just for the mere fact that each night was about three hours long, right? Yes, that is exactly it. I think if you combine those two and I had to sit there and watch all that for that long, 
I don't know if I would have been as high on many aspects of these uh, <clears throat> nights. Yeah, um, as I am now. And the and the fact that they had two WrestleManias over two nights, um, I think the orders of the matches worked, especially for the first night. Um, not so much the second night, which we'll get into. Hmm. Um, I feel the opposite. Uh, because oh, the second night, if they if they had switched some stuff around, <laughs> I would have liked it better. But the first night, I think, was a kind of an almost perfect lineup of of matches, just in the order, in that sure. order. Okay. Sure. Um, okay. Then I want to talk about this. The first night and and the the two nights actually. It starts off with Stephanie McMahon saying, "Hey, welcome to WrestleMania." Uh, this is weird, right? We're, we're, we're here, but we're, we're not, you know, this is not a normal situation. Um, yeah, we're here to make you forget your problems (laughs) and we're just having fun here. We're having fun here. That was fine. I mean, do you have any opinions on that, Marcus? No, no. Okay. Good. I do have some opinions on the, the regular intro though, or the, the, the big intro. The, the, the whole like opening pirate. Yeah. The pirate reel. I hated it. (laughs) Yeah. I, I really, really hated it. And that was just the first time. And then we had to watch it again. The second night, the exact same thing. I expected it. Cause uh, what do we, I mean, I I, I don't even know how to describe it. They're just being very cutesy saying, Hey, here's all the wrestlers in like pirate gear and doing weird stuff. And then a Jack Sparrow, voiceover comes in saying oh let's let's do like a meta thing yeah it's no. being very meta and like like he even says like oh i'm just a rip off jack sparrow it was and, uh, not good it went on for too long if it was shorter bad green screen effects that are supposed to be funny i guess I don't know. if it was shorter and not as dumb <laughs> if, it, if it was not what it was i would i would have liked it better <laughs> yeah and the fact that he did it twice you know, for the two nights, the same thing. I would maybe, I mean, guys, WWE, Vince McMahon. I mean, you have a two night event. Why not just change it up and just have a different intro for the second night or, or shorten it at or least. shorten it. I don't know. So yeah, it was dumb. All right. That's the, the, the those things I wanted to get off my chest right away. Yes. And now we can get, we, we can jump into the, uh, to the actual matches. Let's do it. All right, here we go. You were right to back up there. I, I shouldn't have. How dare you? This this is why I'm leaving the show. <laughs> <laughs> okay, our very first match of night one. We had the Kabuki Warriors defending their tag team championships unsuccessfully huh. against Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. The team of... Uh, um, what do they call themselves? The Kabuki Warriors. The Kabuki Warriors, but uh, Bliss and uh, Cross... Oh, they call themselves something? Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I don't think that's their official team name, but that's like the, the, their their little jokey thing they say. Bliss Cross Applesauce. That's funny. Yeah, yeah that's all right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I thought this was pretty good, actually. No, not bad. I liked it. I'm you know. I'm a fan of Bliss and Cross, so yep. I, I also like the Kabuki Warriors. But uh, I do too, yeah. Here's one thing I like about WrestleMania. Um, it's the one night where I don't know exactly what's going to happen, which right. which I think has a lot going for it. When you're like, oh, anything can happen. Well, I, I won't say that. There are some matches here where you know exactly what's going to happen. Sure, <laughs> but some of there these are a few surprises though. To, there's a few. I mean, uh, yeah, we'll we'll we we'll, we'll get to the surprises when we get to them. 
But well, with this match in particular, I'm like, I don't know where it's gonna fall. It could fall either way. I mean, I think they're they're both worthy. So I was I was like, oh, I wonder who's gonna win. And I think, you know, I think, and, and also I thought well, whoever wins, I'll be fine because I like them both, I like both teams. So that's kind of how I felt about the whole match. And they had some good moments. And this being the first match on WrestleMania without an audience, I think it was a good start because I think the yeah, it had some good moments. So. And it was still weird. We've talked about this before in our last episode. It's 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 still weird to me that there's no audience. You can hear them screaming at each other. The wrestlers. Yeah. You can hear, um, like you know that the wrestlers in the ring can hear the commentators talking on the outside. Yeah. Um, oh, so I have to mention JBL on commentary. Fucking, I hate it. I hate it so much. I don't like that guy. Why? But why don't you like JBL? I he just seems like a real piece of shit. Like I know that's his character, but it seems like he is that in real life as well. What's his name? J- John John Bradshaw Layfield. Yeah, yeah. I I I, I know him from uh, when he was teamed up with Farouk. He yeah, was, yeah. Um, what, 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 oh, Jesus, what, what was their name? I forgot. Anyway, but th- I I had no idea he had a. A career after that. <laughs> Apparently, he yes, he did. He was a champion, he had a very substantial career. Yeah, I again. It's actually, I, going going back to John Cena, great John Cena match actually uh, versus JBL at uh, Extreme Rules or something like that, uh, where they he like pile drives him through a limo. It's pretty good. Anyway. Wow. Yeah, I had no idea. So, and uh, yeah, my opinion of JBL as a commentator with Michael Cole, uh, it's the one instance where I'm like, oh, I think Michael Cole is actually doing a good job here. <laughs> yeah. and, and that and that combination just fucking shoot me. I don't want it. I do not want it. All right. I, I, I recently saw in my uh, research for the Stone Cold podcast, there's a there's a plot line where uh, Jim Ross uh, kicks Michael Cole in the balls at one point. <laughs> and uh, I'll, I'll talk about that later on that on that show. But anyway, can't wait. It's <laughs> a tease for open up a can of podcast. Um, next. Okay, we can talk about this next match. This is not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, not that big. Uh, so I think Marcelo, you're going to have to talk to me about this match because I fell asleep during. It. <laughs> <laughs> Which <laughs> it's a kind of professionalism you can find here on marking the marks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I can't wait to tell you when I woke up. No, uh, okay. It's Elias versus King Corbin. And 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 and, and th- this hurts me. This really does personally shame me because I'm I'm the world's biggest Elias. I know. Fan. I was gonna say you're a big Elias fan. I've got a I've got a doll of Elias hanging right behind me. I have multiple shirts. I love the guy, but uh, I could not I could not give it up for this one. <laughs> I could not stay awake. Now is it because you were tired or because the match was just so boring? Ah, <laughs> uh, both. <I> think. <laughs> Listen, I, this is also a match I liked uh, because it's WrestleMania, and again, I don't, I, I didn't know exactly who's going to win. Could have been either one. Um, and this, I think this is the first time I actually watched Elias wrestle in a full match. Maybe is that could, could that be true, Marcus? That's possible. He does. They they use him more for not wrestling things. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So him being in an actual wrestling match versus Corbin, I think it was a a a worthwhile match to watch. I, it, it wasn't one where I'd sleep through. <laughs> my, 
Um, well, I, I'm sorry for disrespecting these two. Uh, I mean, did you see uh, the point when... Um, okay, well, the beginning of the match is when Elias uh, uh, takes his guitar and slams it against uh, King Corbin's back, right? Yes. You saw that, right? At, at which point did you fall asleep and at which point did you wake up? I could not tell you, but I can tell you when I woke up. Okay. Uh, it was at the end of the next match. Uh, (laughs) but but uh you know i i did hear like i i kind of woke up in in my haze a little bit and heard elias's music playing signaling that he won and i knew that i was at peace and i could fall asleep again uh and that's what i did oh jesus christ marcus (laughs) but but tell me you at least saw you went back and watched that match the one the the next match after Elias and Corbin um you did by the by the time that we are recording the second <laughs> half of this podcast I will have you son of a bitch okay <laughs> no I think okay I'll just say this about Elias and Corbin of course Corbin's the heel and Elias is a good guy the face if uh, I mean if you will and it it's a it was a it was a uh, traditional like oh uh, Elias finally gets a win and has a good WrestleMania moments uh, yeah. and kind of like um, he does that thing where it's an illegal move right where you grab somebody's uh, trunks boxers or whatever the 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 thing they wear uh, yeah yeah uh, and like pins them down like that so it was a yes. kind of, it was a um, illegal move that he finally got. The, the win over Corbin, but I think it, it felt right for his character in that situation. So I liked yes. it. I liked it. It was another good match. Okay. And, uh, okay, I believe you. <laughs> Go back and watch it. <laughs> you know what? We have plenty of time between this segment and the next segment. You have, I'm, I'm guessing you have a, maybe an hour at least in there, you know, to watch. You don't even need an hour. I, I see it here. This match with Elias and Corbin was nine minutes. You have nine minutes, don't you? I have nine. I can find nine minutes. <laughs> and the next match is eight minutes and thirty seconds. You'll have plenty of time. Yeah, I can. I can find seventeen minutes and thirty seconds. <laughs> and then I can find uh, um, time to watch the other match that I fell asleep during. <laughs> okay, and we're gonna skip this next match, right? Yeah, we're gonna uh, skip. Becky Lynch versus Shayna Baszler. Not talking about it. Save that for the next segment. Okay, what's next? But we, but we shall talk about Sami Zayn versus Daniel Bryan for the Intercontinental Championship. Yes. Okay. I for a second there, I forgot completely what this was. This one was, but I, remember, <laughs> I, re- I remember now. I remember now. Um, quickly, your thoughts on this, Marcus? Quickly, go, go, go. Pretty good. <laughs> I, I liked it. It was good. 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 Uh, I think it's uh, I, I really really did like this I think uh, Zane was doing some really fun stuff uh, just like not wanting to meet Daniel Bryan in any way just like chicken shit running around I thought that was like really funny and makes a lot of sense for his character um, and Daniel Bryan you can just see him getting more and more frustrated as it went on and trying not to be frustrated um, and you had Drew or you had a uh, uh, Cesaro and um, Shinsuke Nakamura on the side and trying to antagonize and and um, and yeah Drew Gulak trying to pump up Daniel Bryan and uh, I don't know I thought it was uh, very entertaining and uh, I, I was surprised with how it ended um, uh, your thoughts Marcel I liked it I was worried that the entire match would be just uh, silliness and shenanigans and just um Sami Zayn running around and avoiding Daniel Bryan and then having it 
end in a dumb mm-hmm. way. But no, when they actually got in the match, I think I think it worked. And yeah, the surprising thing is, uh, yeah, Sami Zayn won over Daniel Bryan. Yes. Yeah. Um, How did he I win? Guess, uh, kind of. Uh, it was definitely using assistance from the outside. Yeah. Uh, I think like. I, I can't remember exactly. No, I, I, I'm watching it now. Uh, looks like Daniel Bryan. Yeah, there's some. Da- Daniel Bryan goes up at the top rope, wants to do like a splash or something, but then uh, Sami Zayn does a super kick and gets the gets the win. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, it's 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 it looked like a a fair way to win, but there was some outside assistance beforehand. So yes, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, uh, it was like a legitimate win though. Cause he got that kick in, he got the pin. So wasn't, uh, like a, like a real crooked win. And this is going back to our stone cold podcast, but there was a, there was a match versus, uh, it was stone cold versus Owen Hart, I believe. And Owen Hart did something that I don't know why we don't see more of. And Sami Zayn did it in this match too where the champion just tries to walk out and leave in the middle of the match. Like when uh, he knows things aren't going his way necessarily, he's just like, you know, whatever I'm leaving. I still have my championship. Um, Owen Hart did that. And Sami Zayn did it here. And it's a move that I don't know why it doesn't happen more often. Anyway. You know, it, it's good. I like, I, I like Zayn's character and his team up with, um, I'm reading here, Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura. That's his name, right? That's right. Okay. Yeah. Um, again, it's good. I mean, uh, maybe listeners will, will are are, uh, are are catching onto a pattern here. I keep saying all these matches are good. Yeah. All right. Why don't we keep going? Um, do you want to talk about the next match? <clears throat> the triple threat ladder match. Yes. Uh, you know what? I... Uh, why don't we? Yeah, let's talk about it. Okay. Okay. Um, So this was a triple threat tag match uh, for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships, but it was not a tag team match. Uh, It was John Morrison um, and his partner, The Miz. It was Kofi Kingston with his and his partner Big E, and Jim Uso and his partner Jey Uso. Um, The second people weren't there, so The Miz, Big E, and Jey Uso were not there. Now, can I ask? I mean, my guess is. Okay, first off, how often does this happen? That's one. And then two, my guess is why this, this is the way it is. Just three people, you know, one uh, one person representing their tag team partners. Uh, I'm guessing it's because of the coronavirus. And <laughs> maybe some of them couldn't be there. I don't know. Yes, that you're correct. Uh, no, this never happens. <laughs> uh, tag team championships are always uh, defended with tag teams. Right. But... but um, but uh, no, it was the Miz is the rumor that uh, the Miz, he showed up sick to a taping. Oh, shit. And uh, they had to tell him, uh, you know, get the hell out of here. <laughs> and they and they did not put him in the match. And so they had to come up with this thing where it's just half of each tag team representing the whole tag team. That's wild. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, I don't believe Miz has the virus, but he was just sick in another way. I don't know. I mean, I mean it, no, yeah. So, all, I mean, all joking aside, and this is the one time in the show I'm not joking. I do hope the Miz is all right, and he's, you know, he he might just had like a head cold or something. So, yes, yeah. Um, I hope sincerely nobody, nobody ever gets the coronavirus. But hey, somebody has to get it. Um, 
<laughs> what? Uh, the match itself. This, I mean, okay. In terms of ladder matches, I mean, uh, it's hard to to top any of the best ones. Yes. And here's what I find. Here's why I like. Here's why I like ladder matches. Uh, there always seems to be a way. Uh, for any ladder match of you know one of the wrestlers going, I'm gonna do something maybe nobody has seen with a ladder before. And it seems like yeah. in this match they try to do that where they yeah yeah they, there's a couple things here I hadn't really seen before. I'll, yeah. I'll get into them. Yeah. So yeah, we'll, we'll go ahead. What uh, what what did you like about this? What, what were the moments? Well, it, it's uh, I think it was one of the Usos was walking along the barrier outside, and then Kofi Kingston just chucks an entire <laughs> yeah, at his legs to, <laughs> to knock him off. <laughs> I thought that was really funny uh, and good. And there was also a moment. <clears throat> this didn't involve a ladder, I don't believe, but I think it was Kofi Kingston. I want to say he was um, he was uh, like set up on the top rope, and John Morrison he went over to. Uh, an opposite turnbuckle and he free walked like tightrope walked on the rope to get to Kofi Kingston and then immediately went into a Spanish fly. And like, I was so amazed by that move. I, I don't know if it went registered for you at all, but I thought that that was like incredible. I've never really seen anybody just walk the rope in that way before. I think I'm trying to <laughs> try to remember now. Uh, well, I guess the end. There's your answer, Marcus. Me not remembering that happened. It, I guess it did not register for me. <laughs> right. But if if I were to see it again, I'm I'm watching it in the background, <laughs> just zipping through. I'm sure it was an amazing move. I just forgot about it. Sure. Um, do you have anything else to say about this? Because I, I I do. Uh, you know, go ahead. Well, I was gonna say this is the part in the night where I started to kind of get in my own head and be kind of existential about all this. <laughs> like I, I, I didn't <laughs> I, like like this. What these people were doing was so dangerous. Um, it did not make any sense that only half of a tag team was doing this, uh, representing the whole team. Um, it really, really got to me at this point, this match specifically. That like this is kind of dumb and dangerous and they shouldn't have been doing this <laughs> i kind of wish that this didn't happen at all and like well i did like both nights in their own ways and there's certain matches i liked i and there were moments in this match that i liked i still did not like this match because it made me um get uh uh paranoid and sad kind of i, I just i did not i did not enjoy watching it now it, it just it just overly emphasized how dumb wrestling is <laughs> in a bad way for me. I think. Now, uh, just to drill down on this ex- existential crisis you had, or maybe still are having. Um, now, is it because of the coronavirus and the fact that they were just there and in contact with each other, or just the fact that they're wrestling with ladders and endangering themselves for wrestling? yeah the, the virus and like they're there touching each other and they're endangering themselves for zero crowd like they're not even getting that instant reaction that <clears throat> that you can at least say well they're getting something they're getting a feeling um uh and on top of that like the Miz that was already sick so it's like well like like okay so clearly it's a danger and they're ignoring it anyway it it's uh, uh, it didn't make me feel great. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, uh, I did not have that crisis, 
that, that may say something about me as a person, but I did feel weird about the whole thing, about the whole tonight thing, the fact that it was still yeah. happening. It's so, I yeah. mean, I still thought about it. I was like, should they even be there right now? I mean, should they, uh, why not find a way to wrestle without touching each other? Is that, can that happen? <laughs> And I, I think the the answer to should they even be there? The, I think the definitive answer is no. No, they should and not. And even be though there. I did I did like aspects of these nights, I already said, but like I still kind of wish it didn't happen at all. But you know that, that's me being a big worry wart. Uh, oh, I get it. No, I get it, Marcus. These are strange times. So yeah. um, do you want to continue doing this wrestling podcast? <laughs> Well, maybe I'll quit too. <laughs> Guys, this is the last episode. <laughs> Imagine that. Okay. 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 Uh, we can move on. I think that's Unless enough. You have anything more? No, no, no. I'm good. I mean, I, uh, I think it was a good match. Good last and, match. And uh, John Morrison retained, right? Yes. Yes. John yeah. Morrison. It says here defeated Uso and Kofi Kingston. And yeah, that was actually kind of a fun uh, way that he retained. It was uh, Jimmy and Jimmy and Kofi were both up top of the ladders, and they ripped the the thing that the belts are on off of the oh yeah holder. That's a good ending. Yeah, and then uh, John Morrison like just grabbed the belt and fell onto the onto the ladder, and that counted. Yeah, yeah. Although yeah, he he had the belt in his hand as he fell. I guess that's that was that's the that that was the way that it that counted for a win. Um, even though he dropped the belt, right. he had a, he picked it up rather quickly. Um, but yeah, that yes. was the end. That was the end of that match. Okay, I think that's enough from night one. We'll save the those other matches for their. Oh, are you sure? Even this next match? Yeah, because like I think that had some that had an, a legitimate great moment that we'll talk about in the next segment. Okay, I yeah. will need you to tell me what that is. <laughs> okay, next <laughs> next night. <laughs> next night. Wait, uh, we're talking about we're talking about Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins, right? Yes. Yeah. You didn't think there was a legitimate great moment in that? Ooh, not in my head, no, but uh, I not, believe you. I not believe one, you. I will hear it out. Not one legitimate great moment. There is nothing popping to my mind. <laughs> Sir, is it time, I, I'm sure, is it time I'm to... Sh- let me say this. Is it time to bring up PWH? <laughs> what? P. I know what you're talking w- about. I don't, I don't know how it factors in. Uh, you know what? We'll we'll come back to that. Okay, just I'm gonna I'm gonna remember to talk about this in the next segment. Okay. All right. All right. All right. P W H K O S R. All right. Gotta remember that. Uh, all right. Uh, night two. Night two. Night two. Uh, How? first match we're skipping. Uh, yeah. Let's skip that one. We'll save that for a little later. Yeah. We'll we'll t- we'll talk about this one. Uh, Alistair Black versus Bobby Lashley. And uh, I also skipped that first match because I fell asleep. <laughs> wait, wait, what's the the Charlotte Flair Rhea Ripley? Yes, that is the second time I fell asleep. Th- that's the first match of night two. <laughs> <laughs> Marcus, are you I already on? told you I didn't feel good about this event <laughs> happening. And you know, like we were talking earlier about how the world is so great right now and everything's so good and you know how when you just get so happy about everything that you just want to fall asleep like that that's how i was feeling yeah all right next okay okay okay, we're skipping that match we'll talk about it later okay um our first match we're going to talk about is alistair black versus bobby lashley um i could not 
uh, care less about this. <laughs> um, I watched it. I wish I didn't watch it. Um, it sucked. What, what about you, Marcella? What do you say? Uh, I'm I'm scanning through it right now. I mean, this might be the worst match of the two nights of WrestleMania for me. Yeah, I don't I don't think it's even close with anything else. Uh, no, I mean you turn you're saying in terms of badness in terms of yeah. yes, yeah that that just sucked. Yeah, I, because it's it just felt honestly like something I'd see like on a Raw on like a week you know Raw episode. Absolutely, yeah. And there, um, there was no build up to it whatsoever. It was just it just something that happened. It didn't it didn't feel good. The only storyline that they could shove in there was uh, Lana, right? That's her name. Kinda. Bobby Lashley's girlfriend wife mistress who i don't know ringside partner i don't know who wife. she is wife they wife? got married on raw that's right that's right yep they got married on raw yeah um now it, wait in real life or just in in wrestling no they're not they're not real life married they're they're wrestling married <laughs> wrestling uh, married yes can can you get a wrestling divorce uh, i think so can you they had to have done that at some point <laughs> on wwe tv um was gonna say oh yeah the, the fact that she comes in at the end and just like orders uh lashley to finish him finish off alistair black and uh, that's not even that was not compelling to me at all yeah. so no nothing here excited me uh even though i i i i remember seeing alistair black in a was he in that one match where god this is me trying to remember wrestlers names and events there's that one match that somebody got really hurt and the commentators were like, "Oh, this guy's this guy's hurts." <laughs> like, was he in that match with uh, with somebody else, Aster Black? Do you remember this at all? Vaguely, like where Alistair's nose got busted open, yeah, something or... like that, yeah. But yeah. I, I think I it was know. it was during that match where I'm like, "Oh yeah, Aster Black's like a good wrestler." I think so. He certainly is, and I think Bobby Lashley is too. But I just think, uh, and Bobby especially, I don't know what the hell's happening with his character or. Like he just hasn't done anything really noteworthy in a very long time, and Alistair, they're building to better things with him. I think. Yeah, yeah. This is not one of those things. No, well, I mean, he got the win. That was something, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Alistair Black did. So yeah, that's enough about that. Um, I, I would like to mention here that after this match is when they had an advertisement uh, proclaiming that Money in the Bank is still happening. Oh and boy my mind exploded <laughs> uh may 10th apparently is when money in the bank is going to happen so look no. forward to that jeez uh, yeah stay tuned for that episode of marking the marks if we decide to keep doing this show <laughs> <laughs> we'll see uh, stay tuned listeners um god may 10th that's a month from now that's yeah a, that's like a month and two days from now not Ima- enough time imagine that <laughs> oh my god now i'm having ex- existential crisis <laughs> Give me a second. Okay. All right. Uh, what's next? Uh, um, I think we skip the next couple matches. Otis. Yeah. Yeah. I. You know what? Yeah. <clears throat> I'd rather talk about Otis versus Ziggler in the next segment. Edge versus yeah. Orton. Street Profits. Next segment. Wait. What about Street Profits versus... Yeah. We can talk about this. Yeah. Because I'm... Now, now I'm having trouble. Did I fall asleep during this? No. Um, <laughs> I would not blame you. I'm going to skip to that. Just start talking about this this, this one, Mark. Marcus. So, Street Profits versus Austin Theory and Angel Garza. What 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 
What? <laughs> um, so, so this was originally supposed to be Street Profits versus Angel Garza and Andrade, but Andrade also had like a coronavirus scare, I believe. Oh my god! And he got pulled out and replaced by Austin Theory, who is like a pretty new guy to NXT. So it kind of really surprised me that he'd, he'd be put into this, but I, I guess Angel Garza is also technically part of NXT, so it sort of makes sense in that way. But anyway, so it just didn't make a lot of sense. Was a, this was another one where, my, where red flags were going off in my mind that were like, this should not be happening. This is dumb. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> and uh, I think the match uh, backed me up on that. I, I didn't. I didn't have anything very noteworthy to say about this except for what happened like after the match was over. Um, but we should say Austin Theory and Angel Garza were being represented by uh, Zelina Vega on the outside, wearing this fucking cool as hell uh, like jacket, like golden jacket with skulls on the shoulders. Yeah, like something out of um, Three Hundred or something. Uh, the movie 300. Remember that? Remember Zack Snyder directed 300, Marcus? Never heard of it, but um, okay. I'll look into it. Yeah. Uh, oh, I, I'm seeing it now. It has like skull, her shoulder patch of skulls, golden skulls. So that's cool. Um, <coughs> <laughs> now I remember what happened. So, <clears throat> folks listening, uh, when you watch a pay per view on WWE Network, um, it gives you the option to watch live. Um, it also gives you an option to just start from the beginning. So I jumped into WrestleMania night two about five minutes behind. And mm. then I decided about half about a minute into this match, I go, you know what? I'm going to skip to live. This is where I catch up. <laughs> yeah. This is, this is where I catch up. I'm skipping ahead five minutes. Um, that's yeah. I had no interest in this. So uh, it wasn't until the ending where I'm like, Oh, that's actually pretty cool because because yeah. what happens at the very end? So yeah, uh, Street Profits retain, <clears throat> and then after the match, uh, who comes out? But the aforementioned uh, Bianca Belair. Uh, yeah, she yeah. Wand- she wanders out and uh, beats up Zelina Vega. I believe that's what she did. Yes, and this was uh, and we found out on Monday that this was her official like debut, which is uh, a cool thing uh, she's good uh hopefully she can get up to some good stuff on that raw roster raw roster raw, raw roster. roster raw roster um and i saw gifts share because i also I, I i saw it happen she came out and you know did her thing uh then i was like oh that's cool then i kind of just when it got some more food from the fridge or something uh, <laughs> i missed this part where one of the street profits came out and like basically was like Got on the on the floor of the mat and just started basically idolizing her, right? Yeah, um, I think I'm gonna have to look this up before I say anything. Actually, keep talking. Um, that's all I had to say. <laughs> just there's some gif- gifable moments uh, at the end of the yeah. Match. She yeah. She is uh, she is real life married to uh, Montez Ford. Oh, okay. So that's good to know. Of the street profits. Of the street profits. Yes. Who won? Okay, okay. I got it. So that makes sense. Yeah, uh, so good way to good way to debut her up there. Yeah. Oh, I I, I like that uh, little tidbit, Marcus. You did a good job. Thank you so much, sir. All right, and I think that'll do it because is that our sign off, or do we <laughs> want to talk about the next one? Uh, what's the next one? The the five way uh, 
uh, elimination, uh, or is that big enough for later? I think that's big enough for later. Okay. Yeah, because I, I, not to skip ahead, but uh, I did enjoy that one overall and had some good moments. Same. Okay. Then after that, the fiend. We'll so, talk about Drew McIntyre. Yes. We'll talk about. Yeah. So it turns out our main event of the first half is Street Profits versus Austin Theory <laughs> and Angel Garza. What a great, what a great that, was. that was. That was night one of our. No, that was segment one of our two segment event. Yes. Here. Um, folks listening, you if you wanted to come here to listen to Matt and Jacob from Monsters Never Die, you had to wait an hour for it. <laughs> uh, um, but. Uh, <clears throat> Oh, hold on. I have a, a, qu- a quick question before we break and come back later. Marcus, What's up? Um, you did say Drew McIntyre defeated Big Show, right? Was that, yes, he did. Was that here? Because I'm seeing this, I'm seeing on this Wikipedia page of the card. Oh, it says here it was a dark match? What does that mean? What? Because, okay. Uh, uh, oh, okay. Well, a dark match is what happens off camera, basically. Okay, because. Um, so okay. it's either pre show or after show. So the big show was on an after show on WrestleMania. Was he? No, he was. This was on Raw. No, he, okay, Marcus. Okay, I'm uh, here's the Wikipedia page. Oh yes, I know what you're talking about. Yes, I've actually heard about this. Go on. So not not to spoil it, but yes, Drew McIntyre. I mean, we fucking said it in the beginning of the episode. Drew McIntyre won over Brock Lesnar. That was. It says here on night two the ninth match. Then it says here the tenth match is McIntyre versus Big Show. Um, and there's a little asterisk that says this was a dark match. So mm-hmm. my guess is they just f- recorded, they've taped this match with Magnetar vs. Big Show same night as WrestleMania, just but right after. So I don't know. Yeah. I, the, the way I heard it is like it was like a thing where Big Show came out and attacked him and they set up a rivalry, but I'm guessing they just cut that because it was like, who cares? <laughs> just, just let them have a happy moment at the end. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. Well, that explains that. I guess. I guess we'll yeah. we'll talk about more. We'll, we'll obviously talk more about McIntyre in the next segment when uh, we talk about him versus Brock Lesnar in a match. I think I did slip through. All right. Um, no, I'm kidding. Of course. <laughs> or am I? We'll find out in the next segment. All right, Marcus. <laughs> is that it for this segment? Do you have anything to say before we toss it to ourselves? I believe. I believe. Uh, let's get into it. Let's let's head over and talk to uh, the real Matt C and Jacob DeNoble. <laughs> yes, let's let's uh, let's go to them right now. Uh, after this commercial break, where there are no commercials playing, it's just music. All right, here we go. Dead man walking. Welcome, everyone, to the most must-listen wrestling podcast hosted on film website. Welcome to Marking, Marking the, the Marks, Marks featuring with, Marcus and Marcelo. With Marcus and Marcelo. Where, I mean, uh, that was great, Marcus. Hi, hi again. Uh, don't, don't, you miss, yeah. don't you miss the old intro? Yeah, the, the I do. Yeah, yeah. I do, but this one is uh, necessary. Yeah, we had to change it. I mean, if, I mean, welcome back. This is segment two. 
of our WrestleMania 2020 podcast episode. Uh, welcome back. Hope you had a nice break. Um, yeah, uh, I mean, halfway. I mentioned this at the beginning of the first segment. We're on the free feed now, right away. So mm-hmm. that's why Marcus had to change up his intro. Um, but that intro, something we have to get used to. Right, Marcus? Because, yes, yes, yeah, yes, much like uh, us watching wrestlers wrestle by themselves in an empty arena, we just have to get used <laughs> to it. Yep. <laughs> okay. Okay. What are we doing here, Marcelo? I'm, I'm leading us into it. Uh, this is, we're going to keep, we're going to send it. Jesus Christ, Marcus. I've never, you've never been this, you've never been this com- combative. Are you, are you acting up because we have company over? I'm trying to let them know that I'm in charge. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> Listen, Marcus, we're here to talk about WrestleMania again. All right. We're not done. Yeah. We're not done. All no, right? we are not. And finally, the crossover is happening. We, we're fine. An hour into the episode, we're bringing in. The co-hosts of Monsters Never Die, Matt Curione and Jacob DeNoble. Hey, guys. Welcome. Howdy. Hello. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Mic check. Uh, thanks for coming on, guys, and thanks for having us on Monsters Never Die. Uh, it was where, a blast. Yeah, we talked about uh, four great movies, right? One great movie, yes. <laughs> one great and, <laughs> one, and then we talk about one great movie, one pretty good movie, and then some garbage. Oh, come on. I think I'm the only one. I said this earlier. I think I'm the only one who enjoyed, for the most part, all of them now. Now that I think about it. So, again. <laughs> really? You kind of won me over on River of Darkness. Because <laughs> I listened to the episode, and you did not like See No Evil. Listen, I, I, I came around it by the end because those kills yeah. really stood out. I'm that I'm that weirdo who listens to his own podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what did you pick up uh, listening to it again? I mean, well, you were there listening to it as it was happening, Matt, but what else did you pick up on? The disdain. The disdain from coming from you? <laughs> from you. Me? <laughs> and my overall negativity. Yeah, there was a lot of disdain on that episode. Oh, boy. But there's, I apologize for it. There's going to be no negativity on this episode. No sorry, yeah, Bob. No sorry, Bob. <laughs> yeah, all right, sure. <laughs> I want to ask you guys this before we jump into WrestleMania. Okay, and we we did talk about this. Well, you, I mean, I know Matt brought it up in the last uh, episode of Monsters Never Die, which Marcus and I were guests on. But I'm going to start with you, Matt. Matt, I'm asking you this. Yeah. And and you can branch out into talking about last year's WrestleMania, but tell us your history concerning wrestling. Well, I grew up watching it. I used to watch uh, the Saturday morning wrestling show that they had back when I was a little kid. I remember when every character was a uh, cartoon. And really, like, basically G.I. Joe caricatures. Um, I watched a whole bunch of that. I went to, I think it was SummerSlam 96. I, I believe the main event, uh, was it someone versus the Undertaker or something? Was it, Marcus? SummerSlam 96. <laughs> Are you Googling right now? <laughs> no, I have it on the top of my head, of course. It is? Uh, it is. Uh, I believe... I'm, I'm going to guess it was Shawn Michaels. It was Shawn Michaels uh, versus Vader. Oh, that was really? that was the main event? Yeah. Weird. Oh, cool. Yeah. Then maybe it was Undertaker versus Bret Hart. I don't remember. But whatever. I went to that. That was fun. And then Degeneration X started and I stopped watching. Uh, was that was that the main reason you stopped watching? It got annoying, yeah. Oh, okay. I get it. How old were you at I that point? Like, Jesus, I don't know. 12? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to guess like, I was going to guess 13. Yeah, 12, um, 13, something like that. And then I uh, started watching it a little bit again last year. 
uh, went to WrestleMania because my brother had an extra ticket and I had the time of my life. I even met I even met Jacob that day. It was great. Yeah, that talk- a friendship was born. How how did that happen? You just got you guys just ran into each other and say, "Hey, I know you from Twitter." I saw that he was going to be there on Twitter, and I hit him up. I was like, "Hey, do you want to get interviewed for my friend's wrestling podcast?" You. <laughs> oh, that's right. You have to. I mean, we, yeah, we can't forget that Matt and I'm. I'm assuming also Jacob made it on the on the yep. little. Yeah, yeah. You you both were on the show before uh, in that little WrestleMania segment where Matt was uh, reporting live from last yes, year's WrestleMania. Yeah, I, uh, I believe I uh, interviewed you, and I interviewed Jay from the Purple Stuff podcast. It was a lot of fun. Wow, that's that's amazing. Well, welcome back, guys. Welcome back. I, I'm glad to be back. My my good friend Melissa also was interviewed, and uh, she said yes, yes. the thing she was looking forward to the most was having a big soda. And listeners, <laughs> I just want to, you know, if you have some unresolved like longing <laughs> for knowing how that went, she did, in fact, get her big soda. Awesome. Hell yeah. yeah good. I'm glad we wrapped up the cliffhanger. <laughs> we had we, making. Yeah, we, we had a lot of viewer mail about that. A lot of questions uh, uh, coming in. Um, that was a really fun WrestleMania. It was fun to be there. It was I had, God, I had a blast. How did it feel like to be? And and I'll ask Jacob this too, Matt. How did it feel like to be at the last WrestleMania? <laughs> <laughs> it was it was quite the experience. Uh, that was a that was an awesome main event they had. Holy shit! Yeah, I mean, I I would have loved to have been there. Um, I have my thoughts about that. We can talk about that when we bring up Becky Lynch. Um, it was J- pretty cool, Jacob. Uh, same question: your history with wrestling, and talk about going to WrestleMania last year. So I have the exact opposite story as Matt, in that I did not watch wrestling at all as a child, and kind of hated it because I don't know. I grew up in like a, a really small farm town, and like wrestling was always. I grew up in like the the nineties and early two thousands, and. To me, I know people love it. The Attitude Era just came off really gross. Mm-hmm. It just that it, it's not my it's not my scene, and like so I you know I, I just kind of always associated wrestling with that kind of feeling and vibe and just like dudes drinking beers and spitting them all over themselves and like eh, I don't want to see that. But um, I guess after I graduated college, I started to get interested just because I had some friends who watched it. And I started watching off and on. And about like maybe like two or three weeks into me watching it, they debuted Funkasaurus. And now I'm I'm probably the only person who owns a Funkasaurus shirt because I love him. And the idea of there being a guy billed as a dancing dinosaur from the planet Funk, I was like, this is my kind of stupid. Like it, it used to be wonderful. It used to be other people's kinds of stupid. Now it's my kind of stupid. I can get into this, and uh, so that kind of started. So I guess almost almost ten years ago now. I, so I've been watching for about a decade. Oh wow! And uh, yeah, it's uh, it's been a good time. I, I I got my mom into it. She has a cardboard cutout of Roman Reigns at. Oh her my house. god, that's she amazing! She rubs his arms every day before she goes to work. <laughs> oh. So, uh, <laughs> you you mentioned this in the group DMs, Jacob. But uh, mm-hmm. what what's the deal with Big Show? How does that play into your life? <laughs> okay, so my mom also got to touch Big Show's real arm once, and she was very excited about that. Um, we go to when wrestling comes around. We usually go to Hershey. Uh, I live close to Baltimore, so it would be easier to go there. But 
Hershey is not that far away from us, and the crowd is usually much smaller, so you can get much better seats for very cheap. So we were right on the, like, we were sitting on the floor right where the wrestlers come out and then start walking down. We were right on that corner. So as they're all walking by and they're, you know, doing their whatevers, and my mom happened to be on the edge at that moment as the big show came down and just, like, started patting his arm the way that people (laughs) just, like, seemed to, like be unable not do. to do when wrestlers come by i feel like they're just like drawn to touching them for some reason <laughs> and uh, so my mom touched the big show she was very excited about that oh my gosh um it's fantastic i love i love that memory of be, being able to touch somebody um <laughs> <laughs> yeah now yeah, r.i.p to touching. <laughs> has anyone here met one of the, the these pro wrestlers that's a good question no. mark marcus no you haven't no I have not. Jacob, no? Yeah, no, I don't think so. No. So I'm the only one. Sweet. Who did you meet? Uh, when I was a kid, I got my picture taken with George the Animal Steel. Oh. Me and my <laughs> brother, cool. he was doing a signing at like some video store. And uh, yeah, I have, a pic- I have a Polaroid of me and my brother with George the Animal Steel with his turnbuckle tongue and everything. It was, it's cool. I'll try to find the picture. I think my dad has it somewhere. Yeah, I briefly met Andre the Giant's daughter at New York Comic Con last few years ago. Oh, that's kind of cool. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I have. Uh, I'm the only one here who has not gone to a wrestling show. I have not. I've not been. Um, oh, I'll, 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 I'll quickly tell my side of the story. Uh, yeah, I got into wrestling again in the last year because of this podcast and i was into it when you when, <laughs> i was into it when you guys dipped out or when or, or well, when you dipped out matt and jacob you had no interest in it when, when the attitude era was big i wasn't a big dx fan but i was a huge stone cold fan for obvious reasons i mean um he's amazing he's cool and i started a show because of my fandom from 20 years ago uh open up a kind of podcast on patreon right now um so that's me <laughs> Mar- I mean, Marcus, you you have been a fan for what, like three, going on three years now? Yeah, yeah, going on three years probably, and uh, yeah, you know, I've uh, tried to watch everything. I uh, I've been to a few shows. And what well, you're into? What's what is it? What are, what are those other promotions you're into, Marcus? The, the, oh, the Japanese no, ones. I like, I like New Japan Pro Wrestling too. I like uh, All Elite Wrestling. I like uh, NXT. With our powers combined, we know everything about wrestling. Okay, sure. So, yeah, we do really have like very different eras. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Marcus, do you have anything to ask uh, these two gentlemen? Um, I do, but I think I will save it for later in the show. Ooh, a tease. We should just get into it, yes. right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, WrestleMania thirty-six really? uh, split over two nights. Ugh. Um, <laughs> well, okay. Me and Marcus went over this, uh, right, Marcus? I mean, just to remind yeah. people, your, your your quick thoughts overall about these, just the just starting out, just these two nights, Marcus. Uh, how, how did you feel again? <laughs> do you want to get do uh, I do do I bring up that existential crisis you had? <laughs> sure. Well, look, I so I had a lot of uh, fun. There's a lot of really good moments in here, and we're going to talk about most of them uh, during this half of the show. But um, also, I will say that like during that. Uh, ladder match I started to feel uh, kind of sad about the whole it didn't feel great to feel that feeling about wrestling but that's kind of where I'm at right now even though I did like this it still felt like maybe this shouldn't have happened uh, so that's where I'm at in that's where my headspace is right now 
I don't know how I can enjoy wrestling going forward until everything's normal again. Oh, uh, let's hope that's happened sooner than later. Um, but okay. And, and me, I mean, listen, I like that they split up because it, it was in, in, in easily digestible hours, like three hour spans. Mm-hmm. I, I think that worked out. But I want to turn to you first, Jacob. Overall, coming in, like, do you think this little experiment worked, splitting it over two nights? So I, would, I hope that they continue the two night split forever. I, I loved the two night split. I, it's because WrestleMania gets so long now. Uh, I know last year's, the main event didn't start until after midnight. There, and, yeah, yeah. And it's just, you know, like seven hours of wrestling is just too much for one brain to handle. Like you, by the time the main event comes around, you're punchy. You don't really care anymore. So like the events you, the matches you care more about are tend to be lower in the card, which given my fandom is actually where they usually are anyway, but that's neither here nor there. But yeah, no, I actually, I really liked the two nights. I liked that they both ended at like 1030. I, um, I'm very much a WrestleMania fan in that I don't watch wrestling year round. I tend to dip in around the Royal Rumble, watch straight through till WrestleMania, and then I usually fall off somewhere like a couple, like a month or two afterwards, and then kind of take a few seasons off before I pick back up. So, yeah, I don't know. I I really liked the uh, the two night thing, and I hope that's the new normal. Uh, Matt, what about you? I watched all of it on Monday afternoon, and uh, yeah, it's a, it was a lot of wrestling. <laughs> it, it was weird. Yeah, because um, combined. What was I... your question? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> My question was your thoughts on it being split into two nights, but it, you sat through it. Seems like you would just a normal WrestleMania because it, it, yeah, it, th- in total it was like seven hours, and that's a normal yeah, runtime. Threw it on when I got to work. And I left it on while I was helping customers and shit. And yeah, it's a lot of wrestling. It's <laughs> a lot of wrestling. Seems like you have a lot. Of, you have a lot of positive things to say about this man. Um, <laughs> it was weird. It was definitely weird without a crowd. Um, do you guys normally watch WrestleMania alone? Do you have parties? What What is your usual WrestleMania watching? I normally get together with friends that I don't see that often anymore, and mm-hmm. we usually watch it at one of their places and. Uh, last year, I like tried to make food and like wrestling theme food. And oh, what what did you make? I I have the <laughs> WWE cookbook that they put out oh, last year. Oh, nice. I don't remember exactly what I made, but I picked out some stuff from there. Okay, yeah. Uh, I usually I usually force Carlo to watch it, and about halfway through, he's like, "Hey, this is kind of fun." <laughs> Uh, I watch wrestling alone by myself because nobody else I know is into it as, <laughs> as much as, as so I I watch all these pay per views and matches just by myself in my room or in, in my living room by myself and sometimes my roommate well, sometimes my roommate sits down and watches it with me but not really so it's just me you're not alone you have your cats let's be real they don't want they don't like to watch it they they they, <laughs> they don't they'd rather not it upsets them so I usually I, I tend to I, I throw most years I throw a big Wrestlemania party and I uh, I buy all of the rest WWE like party supplies from Party City for like oh my god yes and uh, then I cut out a bunch of pictures of wrestlers from whatever magazines I can buy at the grocery store and tape them to all the walls and I make a bunch of pun foods so like we made CM Punch, I made a Hulk Hoagie and a Macho Man Randy sandwich, and we dressed them both up like the wrestlers. <sighs> My hero. So we got like a little bandana and a little rainbow sunglasses and a oh my mustache. God. 
And I was at Party City, and they were like, oh, did you get everything you, you needed? And I was like, you do not know how specific my needs were, because I needed <laughs> costumes for sandwiches, and how well <laughs> you guys like, fulfilled them, so thank you. And uh, yeah, so I don't know, I, I told all my friends we're going to do a uh, WrestleMania sleepover next year, if it's two years, two days again, and I'm excited for that. Uh, uh, Jacob, why don't, you, why, why don't you host this podcast? Let's just switch. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> yeah. Let's do it, uh, Matt. You you take Marcus, uh, and, and I'll take Jacob. How about that? <laughs> no. <laughs> wow, Marcus, I love you, but no. <laughs> <laughs> I I did announce earlier in the show in the first segment that I am quitting the show. So this is the final episode. <laughs> <laughs> I believe we also got to me quitting too. Yeah. So, so yeah. So this uh, is the final episode. This, 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 you know, congrats, guys! You're on the final episode of marking the marks. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> the okay. second podcast I've killed. Great. <laughs> okay, first match um, we're talking about right now. I watched this one. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Becky Lynch versus Shayna Baszler. Uh, I did not watch this one. God No, I didn't damn watch it. this one. <laughs> okay. no, I fast forwarded through this one. Oh, my God. You, so you didn't watch this one, Matt? No, I thought you meant the first match of the first night. I was like, yeah, I watched that one. How, okay, uh, we're, we're, we're jumping around because we did talk about this before. And we, we don't want to take up two hours of your time, guys. Matt, talk about what you watched and did not watch. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> um, I watched the, the tag title match that opened it up. Okay, that yeah. Was cool. That was cool, yeah. It was upsetting. Wait, how was it upsetting? Well, didn't... Uh, Asuka, didn't she lose? Didn't they lose? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's because it's you're a fan yeah, of Asuka. Like okay. Yeah, she's cool. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, she's cool. She's cool. But I was upset. Uh, it was weird. That, that, that gives me a lot of my problems with this whole WrestleMania. We're like, don't talk to a crowd that's not there, guys. Like They have to talk to somebody. It's really weird. Then yell at the announcers. Those, <laughs> that's your audience members. I, I, I do think... Yell maybe... at the play-by-play commentators. Don't just, like make hand gestures at a crowd that's not there. It's bizarre. But I did like that I could actually hear what the wrestlers were saying to each other. Like, all night. I thought that was pretty cool. Okay, I got you, yeah. And, and this I could, like that. This could answer something I wanted to ask, and you already answered it, Matt, just how you felt about the audienceless matches. Uh, Jacob, what did you think about these audienceless I matches? I actually didn't mind it. I, um... Like, I'd watched a couple of Raws and SmackDowns before, and it felt very weird there. I don't know if it was just different expectations or if it being pre-taped allowed them to cut kind of some of the dead air and maybe play with the sound design a little bit more. But, I don't know, on the whole, I thought a lot of the matches worked pretty well. I thought um, Asuka did a great job. Like, in the opening match, Asuka is making so much noise and being so energetic and being so Asuka, even when she's not in the (laughs) ring, that I was like, man, they should just put her in the crowd for all of these. But they all had kind of their (laughs) own unique tones and their own, like, distinct, I don't know, soundscapes. And honestly, it really didn't bother me that much. Yeah, no, I... I, I I I said this before. I I don't mind it. I said this in the quarantine episode last week. I mean, I don't mm. mind it, and I can see how it could be bothersome to some, especially you, Marcus, because you've talk, talk again. Why? I mean, you're it's it's not uh, something you can continually watch and enjoy, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I, for the first uh, for the first like week or two of it, I was also fine with it, and I actually thought it added like a really neat. Uh, dynamic that you never see but 
that I found that dynamic to be kind of uh, one note and not all that exciting, and I've kind of gotten over at this, gotten over it at this point. But I will say, like, there's some high highs that happened tonight, and like especially the main main event, which we'll talk about later. Like that hit me, I believe, as hard as it probably would have with a crowd. Okay. So, yeah. like, there there's still some value to it for sure, but. Yeah, so why don't we jump to the first one we wrote down here. Becky Lynch versus Shayna Baszler, okay? Um, Marcus, again, explained why you didn't see this. <laughs> um, I fell asleep uh, during the previous, <laughs> the previous match, which was Elias versus King Corbin. Um, that was a boring match. And then I woke up uh, when I heard the bell ring for Becky at the end of this match. Uh, and and, and- I tried, I-, I promised you that I would watch it. <laughs> I promised that you that I would watch it between recordings, and I tried, uh, but uh, life got in the way, and okay. I was not able to finish it. Fair, fair. Uh, I mean, I don't blame you. There's a lot going on in, in the world right now, but you know, we talked eight hours ago, and yeah. you had eight hours to watch an eight-minute match. I, I tried. I tried. <laughs> not, not just an eight-minute match. We'll get to it later, but there's another one I had to watch. Okay, okay. Um uh, who? So it's just me. Jacob, did you see this? Yeah, I, I, I watched every single part of WrestleMania. Okay, good. Okay, good. <laughs> we have one person who's watched I watched everything. a little bit of this match. Okay, Matt, you first. What did you think of this match? Uh, I like Becky Lynch. I don't like the other girl. Yeah, uh, Shayna She Basin. scares me. I don't like her. <laughs> She's got a scary face, and I don't like her. <laughs> what are you doing with your mouth guard? Stop, it's, you it, child. Isn't she a UFC fighter? Oh, who cares? Yeah. You're not in the UFC anymore. Get that mouth guard out. <laughs> and that's also I, I, aesthetically, I think it works. I mean, it's like her mom packed her lunch. <laughs> put a little mouth guard in there, like be safe, okay. sweetie. Okay. It's like just stop. Uh, I think you're convincing me now that this is a bad look. Um, Jacob, your thoughts on I'm, this? I'm going heel this episode. <laughs> it seems on this episode on everything. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love this. Uh, you know, I'm I'm a huge Becky Lynch fan, as anyone who went to WrestleMania last year would be. Uh, like I said, I, I think, like you mentioned, the uh, the even just the imagery of her versus Shayna Baszler with like the kind of UFC look. I think that just works because it's te- it's two very different personas, two very different people. And yeah, I don't know. I thought it was cool. Yeah, I like this match. Um, it it. it- proves yet again how much of a Becky Lynch fan I am. She I like her. Uh, she knows how to sell hits. And like I like uh, Girl from Brave. She's quite good. Yes. The, <laughs> Becky Lynch is redheaded for our listeners who don't watch wrestling and are also colorblind. Um, no, I, I she she is good in the ring technically and like perform like performance wise. I love her. She's like why I'm in wrestling now because like I fell in love with her at the Royal Rumble last year. So and oh man, that's a great time to fall uh, in love with her. Yeah, it was like the perfect match. Yeah, yeah uh, I think it was Marcus's suggestion just to watch the Royal Rumble last year, and that's how we got into this whole thing. Um, but um, okay, WrestleMania last year. I want to talk about that, the main event. Yeah. I I said this. On, I said on the show last year. I was not a fan of how it ended. It was messy. Um, yeah. uh, I mean, I mean, I, I would love to have been there live to see that moment live because I'm sure. I mean, you guys can attest to this. It it, it was amazing, right? To quite, be quite, quite yeah. the pop. Yeah, quite. It, yeah, I, I would say though that because of the messy ending, it took 
a few seconds into Becky Lynch's music playing for it even to sink in what that A, the match was <laughs> over, and B, that she had won. Yeah. And I, I think because, you know, you don't have commentators when you're there live, so you're just watching what's on what, what's in front of you, and you don't have anyone saying anything. So I think if I had been at home, that moment would have hit faster and harder. But instead, like, my friends were all like, wait, what happened? Is this over? Did And we all... We all thought that um, Ronda Rousey had won for a good, like, five seconds. And then, like, the relief washed over us. But after that, it was was a high. But in the exact, like, moment of the win. I will say, watching from home, uh, we felt the exact same thing. It was also very confusing, uh, even even at home. Yeah. And the end of this match, I loved, because I was on the edge of my seat. I actually didn't know how this one was going to end. Because they were selling... Uh, uh, Baszler, Baszler. Oh my God, I I forget people's names right away. Uh, they were selling Shayna Baszler as this unstoppable force, and I think Becky Lynch did pretty well selling. You know, trying to overcome this unstoppable force, and the way she wins is she pins her in like a crazy way. Well, this time her opponent's uh, shoulders were on the mat, so it was a fair, it's a fair, you know, fair, fair ending. But just the way it, she, the way she did it, kind of pull one over on Shayna Baszler, I loved it. So, because I mean, I, I, I probably, I would not have bought Becky Lynch uh, putting a submission hold on her and winning it that way, but this way, I, I loved it. Uh, Jacob, what, what did you think of this ending? So I, I, yeah, I liked the ending a lot, and I would say I think this is one of the matches that I think kind of almost benefited from the more intimate style that this WrestleMania had because it was a lot of mat game, it was a lot of like submissions and reversals and that kind of stuff. I don't know, to me, just plays better when you're in there with them and there's not these sweeping crowd shots. There's not you're not worried about everyone else, and uh, yeah, and I you know I just get happy when when Becky wins. So oh yeah. I, I enjoyed the ending. I'm I'm watching it now on the on the screen, uh, right in front of me. But uh, just she sells. I'm just this is just a picky Lynch podcast now for the next hour, guys. <laughs> like those quiet moments after she does a move and she gets like a two count and like she thinks to herself, "What am I going to do now?" The camera like zooms in on her face. It's uh, she's got like an intense close up. She can sell it. She can sell it. She's what good music too. It's good both for coming out and for winning. Yeah, uh, she's a great theme. Uh, all around the greatest of all time. All right, let's move on. <laughs> Marcus, watch this match. Uh, Matt, also watch the en- uh, the entirety of this match. No. <laughs> Got to. <laughs> all right, let's talk about uh, the next one here on the list. Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins. Okay, Marcus, remind me again. Did so, you, see- you saw this, right? Yes, I did. And uh, <laughs> Marcelo, you were really championing this one. I uh, don't know exactly why oh my god <laughs> i think first i <laughs> should ask uh, matt did you watch this parts of it parts of it okay, okay. matt matt i mean matt uh, sorry to jump in marcus but i want to ask matt matt from the parts you saw was there anything yeah. that stood out in this match for you i don't like kevin owens what why not oh i don't know he's just like he's just this guy like what do you mean this guy <laughs> that's the magic of him he's just this nah, guy. just be a character come on he is a character is he? I don't know. I, He's very like anti-authoritative, authoritative, if that's the word. Uh, I'm out of date with all these storylines, so like I don't know any anyone, and like <laughs> I vaguely remember him from last summer. Uh, Seth Rollins is a name. Seth Rollins is a name. 
he's a name. Like he's like he's a commodity, I guess. He's got a cooler name than Kevin Owens. I don't trust people with two first names. <laughs> Matt, can I uh, can I just jump in with a quick um, Seth Rollins name story? Sure. I, I have a friend who so Seth Rollins is obviously his wrestle name, and his real name is Colby Lopez. And my friend oh my God. could not remember that and accidentally called him Cheddar Gomez. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the that's the end of that story. Just, Your friend's my hero. I just always think of him as Cheddar Gomez now. Okay, uh, Jacob, we're turning to you now. Was there anything that stood out for you in this match? Kevin Owens, he got real high up, and then he got real low down because he jumped. Exactly. Off the okay, that's what I'm saying, Marcus. Marcus, now I'm directing this anger towards you. Okay. This had a WrestleMania moment, okay? I think they even were shouting it at each other, right? I, I forget who said what, you know? <laughs> this is a WrestleMania moment. Um, when Kevin Owens climbed up on the WrestleMania logo, like what, like 20 feet up in the air? I don't know, feet. And jumped down and like did a did an elbow on uh, Seth Rollins, you know, sending him through the table. Marcus? Yeah. Question mark? Yeah. <laughs> was, yeah. that, was that a moment that stood for you? No. Why not? <laughs> I didn't even remember it when you tried to ask me about it earlier. I had no idea. Like I did not remember that happening, and I saw it. Um, I I don't know. I've seen Kevin Owens do that before. Like I think one of the Money in the Banks a few years ago, or maybe it was a TLC or something. He climbed like a big thirty foot ladder and jumped off the top of it onto a table on Braun Strowman. I think. Like I I don't know. I, it did not register as that crazy to me. Okay. I'm too jaded, probably. Probably. <laughs> That's what it is. Do you know who's not jaded? Uh, uh, do you know, Marcus, do you know who's not jaded? Uh, uh, Jacob the Noble. He seems to have enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> well, first off, yes, Jacob. Yeah, yeah. you you, you like this? Oh, yeah. I, I also, I liked... So I, I, I've kind of... I haven't been watching too recently so i was completely unaware that seth rollins had become like a cult leader jesus so I, that that turned out <laughs> yeah, that was right weird I that freaked me out <laughs> and, and he's gotta get taken down by just this you know this shit heel i love that and um i liked that they, they oh this is the one that had the the bell dings they kept hitting each other with the bell and it made a really satisfying ding every time yeah well i was sure. that do you think i do you, do you think that was post-production do you think they edited that in? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think so. Maybe. I don't know. It I, was very satisfying every time it happened, though. I think that's a maybe. I think they did add it in. Um, and I, I, I liked that You know, they, it, it ended with the disqualification, and then Kevin Owens is like, nah, that, was, that was fun. It yeah. added a, an extra layer to things. Yeah, 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 two matches in one. Come on, Marcus. Yeah. <laughs> I'm easily pleased, so, you know. <laughs> Big men fall down. Cool. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> I, I do think I understand what you were uh, hinting at uh, earlier. Yes. Um, do you know who's not jaded, Marcus? Yeah, th- there's somebody that uh, we're pretty obsessed with here that uh, that I'm guessing had some things to say about this match, Marcelo. Uh, and who is this man? This man is the one and only Paul Walter Hauser. Yes. The PWH. Uh, what, what, what did... Uh, PWH have to say about this. Now I just sent the link over our group DMs on Twitter. Uh, you can see uh, PWH's reaction to this. Uh, it, his, tw- his tweet says, 
my reaction to Kevin Owens WrestleMania 36 moment, and it's just a picture, <laughs> a picture of Paul Walter Hauser, like <laughs> a, a gasp. So that's pretty great. He was a fan of this, Marcus. Uh, well, good, good for him. I love it now. Uh, I love this match. Uh, it's my favorite match on the night. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, finally. <laughs> Okay. Oh, the next one. This, this one. Let's talk about this, this one. Yes, this. This is a very big one. Um, we had the the uh, universal. Yes, two big guys. Uh, <laughs> one big belt on the line. Uh, two uh, and really big stakes. Um, uh, we had uh, the Goldberg, the Universal Champion, versus Braun Strowman. Uh, yeah. Um, Who wants to start? My, Matt seems like you have something to say. Uh, okay. Who did Goldberg get the title from? There wasn't there like a huge like. Oh yeah, this? Ma- yeah, Marcus, get yes. into it. So yeah, uh, at one of the Saudi Arabia shows recently, uh, Goldberg oh, uh, okay. he he beat the Fiend, who we'll talk about later, <laughs> uh, to become Universal Champion. That, that's not oh. something I was super stoked about. Yeah. Marcus is one of those okay. who were who was very upset, right, Marcus? I was very very upset. Yes, I'm still upset, <laughs> but it, it did lead to this, which is all right, I suppose. Okay, uh, I watched this match. Uh, I didn't realize Goldberg was still wrestling. How old is he now? Uh, too old. <laughs> Clearly. My favorite cinematic Santa. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I like this match a lot. It was it was mean. It was quick. It was uh, a lot of lot of hitems. A lot of hit ups. So so you were a fan of this? Yeah, I like seeing the 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 big old goof win. <laughs> uh, what about you, <laughs> that Jacob? Big old Magilla. I don't know. This one was fine. It, I, it didn't really do a whole lot for me, but it didn't do not a lot for me. It was just two big men slapping together, and then yeah. one big man stays tall. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, I don't know. It's kind of like the platonic ideal of big man wrestling. It's just, yep, there, there they go. Smack, smack, smack. And I, I, I think that uh, we get that exact same type of match again later, and it's a lot better there. Mm-hmm. But but still, it was a good moment here. Like I liked seeing Braun Strowman win. He's had like what like forty five shots at this Universal Championship <laughs> now, and this is his first time he's won. So that's very cool for him. Um, oh, and for I those, like him. I, I think we briefly talked about this on Monsters Never Die. Because um, who was originally scheduled to be uh, fighting Goldberg for this championship, Marcus? Good question. It was my mom's boyfriend, Roman Reigns. Yes, yes. God, yeah. Yeah, Roman <laughs> Reigns had to drop out because he was uh he could not uh he was uh, uh very understandably uh worried about his uh weaker immune system and uh yeah, is not yeah. going to be doing this shit until uh <laughs> for a long time uh you know. Yeah. And he said no. Yeah. But I mean, let me ask you or maybe Jacob knows or maybe even Matt knows, who knows. Uh how much how much <laughs> Matt you probably don't know this. So so so, so sit, sit back and relax. <laughs> What, what else? What have I been doing? <laughs> uh, was there any storyline between these two beforehand? Was there anything, or, or did, no. it, did it just happen? <clears throat> no. Maybe that's why I like this match so much. Oh, because you had no idea. Prep. I didn't need to do homework. For this <laughs> it was just. It was just like I know Braun Strowman. I know Goldberg. Let's let's see these two big gorillas fight. Come on, go for it. These two big boys fight. <laughs> what happened boys? to Brain Strowman? Do you guys remember that? No. What? No. <laughs> it only happened. It might have only been on one episode of Raw, but Braun Strowman kept like 
he had a mystery tag team partner and nobody knew who it was. And then it turned out it was Brain Strowman and it was Braun Strowman <laughs> in glasses and a sweater vest. <laughs> oh, yeah. I do remember that. Yeah, that that's great. That's, that's my kind yeah. of bullshit. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> I thought this match was okay. <laughs> I thought this match was okay. Um, I I knew hell was going to end. This was the one. This I mean, th- if anything, this was you could see this one a mile away. I mean, Goldberg was not destined to keep this title, and it was set up to be, you know, um, Roman Reigns, uh, you know, to win. But hey, I, I I'm a fan of Braun Strowman too, so I'm glad he won. But um, I don't know, it's uh, nothing exciting here for me. Um, but yeah, I sent over another PWH uh, uh, a tweet in the in the DMs, guys. So Marcus, do you want to look at that? Good, good. good. Uh, Santa's <laughs> sleigh was prophetic. Yes, uh, in in <laughs> in reference to the Goldberg match. Um, there you go. Uh, I'm I don't think I'm going to find one for every single match we're talking about, but two for two. You probably could. Uh, oh wait, <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm actually going to search P- Paul Water Hauser Boneyard match. Okay, uh, go ahead, Marcus. Introduce this one. Yes. So yes, here we have uh, the the main event of night one. And oh my God, what a thing this was! This was Undertaker versus AJ Styles in the first ever uh, Boneyard match. Uh, this was amazing. Uh, who wants to talk about it first? This this was fucking awesome. This this was so cool. Uh, why isn't every Undertaker match like this? You could add like five years to this guy's career. He should have been doing this for like the past fifteen years. Uh, it's awesome. It, it was shot like like a low budget horror movie. Uh, people were getting buried alive. There was a fake hand. Um, <laughs> there was lots of fire and Metallica. This was corny as fuck, and I loved it. And yes, yes, please, forever. More boneyard matches. We have to bring up that uh, this was the reappearance of uh, the American badass version of the Undertaker. Something I got not been so hyped. In a very long time, he rode up on his motorcycle. That was cool. Hey, as hell. dude. Uh, Jacob. Yeah, no, this is the fucking best thing I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> he fights thirty druids at one point. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> He, he buries AJ Styles alive, and he's just dead, I guess. <laughs> That's that <laughs> fake hand I was out. talking about. <laughs> yeah. That, that little rubber hand with the glove. It was great. Yeah, no, this was so cool. And I agree with Matt. I think this easily should be just what they do with Undertaker at WrestleMania every year. Like, if you want him in WrestleMania, sure, just put him in one of these. Like, I don't know. Why not? It's awesome. Yeah. I 100% agree. This is so so damn cool. Um, uh, I I uh, was watching this not live. I was watching it maybe an hour behind, and I watched it all uh, that night. So I had already seen looking at the at Twitter the reactions to this. People were going crazy. And I go, how good can it be? This this is pretty damn. <laughs> that good. was my reaction too. I <laughs> yeah, was like, man. I was like, it's not going to be that good. And then it happened, and I was like, yo, this is great. <laughs> yeah, I, it, oh my god, because, I mean, Marcus and I were talking about this, I, th- I think even the four of us were talking about the Monsters Never Die, what was going to be the Boneyard match? What exactly was it going to be? I, uh, in my wildest dreams, I could not have come up with this insane thing, and yeah. Uh, it's awesome. What, what they should, they should, if, if Did they re- rent some guy's farm? <laughs> Did they, like, rent a graveyard? Are they legally prohibited from saying graveyard? <laughs> 
Maybe. Yeah, like why? Why wasn't why it just called a, a graveyard match? <laughs> it should have been called a graveyard match. But did they rent a farm? It's like someone's house. Like, hey, we're gonna fuck it up for like a half an hour. Maybe it's like Vince McMahon's ranch or something. I don't know. Uh, oh, oh this is something. Uh, we we talked about. Um, oh, did we talk about this, Marcus? Uh, uh, was it Matt Hardy uh, over at mm. AEW now? Oh yeah. Uh, didn't he do stuff like this? Yeah, um, yeah. There was uh, one match uh, with uh, between uh, Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt uh, before he was the Fiend that was uh, very much like this in this same vein, just as uh, wacky and goofy and fun. Um, that was filmed at the Har- the Hardy Compound, which is like the actual place where Matt Hardy lives, I believe. Uh, this could not have been there. Matt Hardy's not there anymore, but. Uh, it it did it did give off a lot of those same vibes from that match and yeah yeah I know people pointing out that fact um, kind of douchebags uh, as wrestling some wrestling fans are but I mean Undertaker was doing this kind of stuff back when he was big in like the nineties he did like the the boiler room match and oh my god yes yeah so just, I mean he's done this pre tape stuff before so he was my favorite he was probably one of my favorite wrestlers when I was a kid. Yeah, he was at his peak. He was uh, amazing. He's amazing in this because, obviously, he's him and uh, him and mankind. Their rivalry in the nineties is oh, legend. Yeah, yeah. It, amazing. The Hell in a Cell is is uh, like the best, one of the best of all time. But uh, yeah, again, like, like you guys were saying, I think I think Undertaker can make more appearances at WrestleMania only in this kind of scenario. <laughs> Heavily, yeah. Don't put him in a live setting. Yeah, heavily edited. Ever since the streak ended, I have just dreaded every Undertaker match at WrestleMania because it's always boring as hell. And now you look but, forward to them. Yeah, no, this was so good. Yeah. When he did the frickin' tombstone on a roof, that was great! <laughs> when he teleported to the roof? Oh my god, yes! <laughs> yeah. Matt, I might watch this again after we stop recording. Me so too! <laughs> the music? Such good music. Ah. Good lord, good stuff, good stuff. Uh, good stuff. Uh, that was the end of night one. Why don't we dive into night two? Marcus, what's what's first here? For yeah, us, our, for our us anyway. first match. Our, no, this was the first match of the night. Oh, was the it the first? That's right. That's yes. Right. Uh, this was uh, Rhea Ripley defending her NXT Women's Championship against uh, Charlotte Flair, who's been down in NXT. She won the Royal Rumble this year and challenged the NXT women's champion in an unprecedented move. Uh, yeah. Uh, Marcel, what do you think of this? I, I would think this is uh, directly up your alley. <laughs> I did make mention of being a Rhea Ripley fan, uh, in episodes past. And uh, I still don't, Marcus, I'm going I'm, uh, I'm to turn it back to you real quick. I still don't understand why exactly Charlotte Flair did this. Why go for the NXT? Is it, is it simply like a business move? In terms of like getting more people to watch NXT, yes, I think that is what it is. And uh, from what I've seen, that didn't exactly work. But they're still running with it, apparently. Yeah. Uh, but because Charlotte Flair is like a multiple-time legit WWE champion, like on Raw and SmackDown. Of course, that the daughter of Ric Flair. Uh, Woo! Yes, <laughs> exactly. Um, I I like this match, but I I still I love Charlotte Flair. I love Rhea Ripley, but the fact that it happened, I'm still just confused about. I Who know this? Uh, uh, Charlotte Flair. Okay. Thus becoming, because she, she's been NXT champion before, women's champion before, right? When, mm-hmm. when she, she has yeah. to have been, yeah. Yeah, when she first started. Yeah, she was. 
But now, I mean, she wins again, and uh, I, I, I like the match. But I just, I'm the, my biggest problem is just the fact that the match happened. I don't, I don't <laughs> get it. I don't get it. But okay, uh, Matt, what about you? Well, obviously, I didn't watch this match since I just asked you who won. <laughs> 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 All right, uh, Jacob. Uh, I was running low on I was running low on time at work, and I had to fast forward through a lot of night two. Okay, okay, so you did not watch this one in, in its entirety, or at all, it seems like. Um, no, I fast-forwarded a lot during night two. Yeah, I'm going to describe what happens to you beat by beat. Okay, so Charlotte Flair's oh, music God, please don't. Uh, is playing. <laughs> okay, J- Jacob, what about you? I, I thought this ripped. I, I, I loved it. I, um, I refuse to engage with wrestling beyond the surface level, um, just because I, it seems like it makes everybody miserable when they try and figure out the behind the scenes stuff wise idea wise idea <laughs> yeah so i you know i'm i'm just here to watch beautiful people wreck each other and that's what <laughs> happened in this it was great rhea ripley i am like she's awesome i am more attracted to her shoulders than i am to most entire people <laughs> <laughs> they're just broad as hell and cool uh charlotte is always good at WrestleMania. I, I, she's just like, she always brings it. And I thought they both brought a lot out of each other. Yeah. I thought the story they told with the two of them was pretty good too. Like over the past, like I guess coming out of the Royal Rumble is how this started. And they had given Charlotte like her options. And Rhea's like, well, if you've won those other titles, you've never, I'm the only person you've never beat. So I have to be the one that you beat at WrestleMania. I thought that's like, that's a reasonable explanation for, in universe why this happened in universe. and then in our universe eh, i don't really give a honk <laughs> <laughs> it, it, you make a good point jacob about not letting the, the business and a lot of the story in, uh, ruin it for you <laughs> it's hard for me to not think that way having i, I watch it with the eyes of a child oh god I want exactly the, even i want those eyes i know marcus doesn't have those eyes anymore right marcus certainly not no i'm <laughs> envious of that position <laughs> Uh, uh yeah I, I i like this too um this was another one that i fell asleep during and i i went i woke up with like 10 minutes left to go this was long as hell this was a really long match um and uh you know there's a lot of screaming uh that was the first thing that i noticed uh when i woke up uh did the screaming wake you up <laughs> they were screaming a whole lot hard to sleep through it um i was kind of a little bummed out that I, I love charlotte she's like probably the i think she's probably the best woman's wrestler alive but like um i was still a little bummed out that she won but like it, it's not like it doesn't make sense uh and uh you know the nxt women's division has been on fire recently like they they have like the best women's division anywhere and uh i think she would add a lot to it and i'm excited to see what they do with her down there yeah um if it's still happening because well, was it one of the episodes of NXT just right. interviews what what's ha- what's been happening since then i have uh, yeah that first episode the first quarantine episode of uh, NXT was just a bunch of interviews leading up to NXT takeover uh, and then they canceled NXT takeover <laughs> and they said they're going to be playing some of the matches like on NXT TV and i have not been watching NXT TV anymore so cuz that, that episode sucks so bad so I don't know if they are doing that or if they're still going to do that, but I really don't know what's going on with NXT. Okay, good. I mean, does anybody really know what's going on? 
I don't think so. All right, next Triple one. Triple H knows, right? <laughs> Triple H. Wouldn't he? Didn't Triple H get demoted, though? I don't know. I don't follow the business. Matt, you should know this. only Double H. Yeah, he's Double H. Eyes of a child. Hunter Hearst. Okay. (laughs) So, this next match is one that I'm really uh, excited about. I was really excited. You were awake during this one, Marcus? I I had to wake up full attention for this one. I was really excited about it. Um, This is Otis. Uh, one half yeah. of Heavy Machinery versus Dolph Ziggler. And the the cut to the chase, uh, basically, uh, Mandy Rose uh, was uh, was having like a flirty thing with Otis. And uh, they were finally about to have a big date on Valentine's Day. And at the last second, uh, Sony Deville helped Dolph Ziggler uh, swoop in and uh, uh, take uh, Mandy away from Otis uh, before they could have their date. And so they've been together for a little while now, and this was finally Otis's big chance to get one over on Dolph, uh, one-on-one in the ring. And I would say that it did not disappoint for me at all. I was, I was uh, like, I, I really loved this match. It was really fun. Uh, and the, just the big, uh, the big, uh, big, big moment at the end when Mandy Rose uh, finally came out and like saw what was happening and, uh, took down Sonya and helped uh, Otis win the match by hitting Dolph in the nuts. I thought that was fantastic. <laughs> and then their big their big kiss after the after the oh. match. I thought that was so lovely. I I wish I could have. I this was one of the things that I was. I wish that there was a crowd for the most. Yeah. Like I really really wish we could have seen that with a crowd. But I, I still loved it. Um, oh. uh, Jacob, what, what about you? Oh man, I am I am so invested in the Otis Mandy love story. It's beautiful. I, I they're cute together. I Otis is fucking awesome. I love his I love his everything. I love his body. I love his moves. I love his little dances. I love his the worm. You got a good outfit. Otis rules. <laughs> Agreed. And um, I I am still. Do you think they're ever going to show us who that hacker was? That's my. That's one of the many questions I have about <laughs> I, this. I was shocked that that was not like part of the finish or something. So that. So if you if you haven't been watching or if you didn't watch the the pre match whatever the, the a mysterious anonymous style hacker hacked into the security cams and revealed that Sonya was the the one texting and that that, that person's still a mystery, I guess. What, have have they shown this hacker person before, or is this the first time? Um, yeah, they, okay, so, like, this is a storyline that's been going for... <laughs> All right, I'm going to strap oh, okay. in. Here we go. <laughs> this is... No, the, the, it's, it's short. This is something that's been going for months and months, and what it's been is, like, just, like, little weird technical glitches will happen every now and then. And, this, and, and as it's gone, it's, it's increased in length, and uh, we've gotten to the point where we see a logo and it looks uh, very mysteriously or uh, very, very close to uh, Mustafa Ali's like little hand thing that he has. So like that, that is who it has to be basically because he's also been uh, missing in action during all this. So is he getting rebranded as a hacker though? Cause I love <laughs> the idea of a hacker style wrestler. That's, that's, that's so good. 
I, I yeah, that was the biggest confusion. Uh, I'm like, why is this happening? Who are they hinting at? And <laughs> it's just their version of a, a, a do sex machina. Just let's just let's just reveal this in this way and uh, be a lot easier story wise. Well, I, I like this match. I and I like the story that played out. Um, they had a good video package to begin with um, that uh, told me all the story I needed to know and I was invested and I do like Otis I, I, m- I remember pointing him out because I'm sure I've seen him wrestle before Marcus because I'm sure I've said oh like that big guy who's jumping around what didn't he yeah. Marcus did, who's the guy who like tore through the el- the elimination chamber uh, yeah that, that, was, that was him oh, okay yeah. yeah the one that like ran out the gla- the like plastic <laughs> panel on the side Oh god, yeah, that's a good moment. Yeah, but yeah, he's great. after after Dolph Ziggler too. Oh, that's right, and uh, that's why it was all tied in. It's all tied together. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I like this. Um, everything's connected. Everything's connected. Matt, did we get to you? We got to you, right? I didn't say anything about this match. I just like Otis. He's cool. Oh, guy. You didn't see this match. I didn't watch this match. No. <laughs> um, but I but I like Otis because like I don't know. He's just he seems fun. He is fun. You got to root for him. I'm, Seems like I'm like really depressed to He's find like out good that Otis dude. is two years younger than me. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Speaking of ages, I'm sure all these people have ages. The next match. Bailey versus Lacey Evans versus Naomi versus... Not the next match, Marcel. Oh, I'm skip- I skip- Sorry. Speaking of ages, these guys are up in age. Randy yes. Orton versus Edge. <laughs> I can't believe I skipped this one. Uh, last man standing. Match. Last man standing. First off, well, first big question. Matt, did you see this... <laughs> No, but I got opinions. Uh, you have opinions. Okay, we'll, we'll come back to those opinions. Marcus, okay. Marcus started off. Sure, Randy Orton versus Edge. Edge's great big return after uh, having uh, having to retire due to neck uh, issues. And uh, uh, what a return it was, I thought. Um, um, it The match was uh, extremely, extremely, extremely long. <laughs> uh, way, 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 way too long. I imagine that's Matt's uh, gripes. Um, they are my gripes as well, but still, I was pretty engaged throughout it. Um, Those aren't my gripes, but keep going. <laughs> okay, and but but like there was a, um, but yeah, I, I really loved the <laughs> like how they were they were really taking advantage of the fact that it's a last man standing match. You do not have to remain in the ring, and they were going all throughout this, uh, <laughs> all throughout the performance center, showing you every inch of it. I thought that was uh, really fun. Like it was like a tour. Yeah, yeah. This and it felt really, uh, it felt really like heated between them. It felt like they really hated each other. They built this rivalry incredibly. Like every promo that they've had has been great, um, and it uh, all built up to that like amazing emotional finish. And there were there were all these points where I was like, well, that has to be the end. That has to be the end, and it never was <laughs> until, until the very very end, when which was uh, fairly emotional. I thought <clears throat> uh, that's what I have to say about it. Marcelo. I did think this was too long. Uh, maybe cut out maybe 10 minutes uh, of it uh, would have been great. I mean, I loved, I did love it overall. I think it was well done. I, th- I mean, uh, them going to the, to the gym in the performance center and like doing crazy stuff off, like um, off the bars. That was pretty cool. <laughs> that, that's uh, that, that uh, chain link fence that is for some reason on the ceiling. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> In like a boardroom, uh, in a boardroom, yeah. <laughs> Which I guess makes sense in the in the WWE, um, but uh, I I love them playing around with everything in, uh, around them, and yeah, I had a nice emotional point at the end. 
Um, but the performance by Edge was incredible. Um, but yeah, my minor complaint is again, maybe it did go on too long. But I mean, that's maybe maybe put it on like one point two five speed or, <laughs> speed or something. Okay, I'll do that next time I see it. Uh, what about you, Jacob? Yeah, no, I I kind of mirror what everybody else was saying too. In that it was. It was fun. It was way too long, um, but I loved just getting that little tour that we got. And I loved the opening that only Randy Orton can sneak into the wrestling ring in an empty arena. Because <laughs> 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 he, he had the, the hoodie on and he like pretended to be a cameraman so he could RKO him at the start. That, was, that was very funny. That was amazing. Um, yeah, I, I mean... That kind of stuff, because uh, uh, I, I think he would have done that too if there were an audience. But the fact that there's no audience, I think, plays better. <laughs> I mean, it's one of the few things that uh, that uh, these people at WWE are doing to make a, a no audience um, uh, arena like work. <laughs> so that moment yeah. worked. Um, Matt, you have a hot take, don't you? Um, I don't like Randy Orton. Okay. Uh, who won this? Edge. Edge. Okay, I vaguely remember him from when I used to watch wrestling. Uh, really? Wasn't he? A, wasn't he a vampire or some shit? Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was a vampire. He I was thought, the vampire, what? right? <laughs> yeah. Well, what well, you guys don't know? Because I, he, he. I, it's funny that you say that you remember him. Uh, they did like a. They did like an interview with the vampire shtick with him and another guy, right? Yeah, uh, he was part <laughs> of. He's part of the brood. Um, yeah, Lestat and his like, his cronies. Yeah, because because th- that happened right when I started watching, and I'm guessing it's right when you stopped watching, Matt. Yeah, um, around then. He was like the vampire guy. Yeah, he was part of the Undertaker's Ministry of Darkness at one point. Uh, with, okay, yeah. Uh, him and Christian and the other guy. I, don't, I can't remember his name. Um, well, well, I don't like Randy Orton, and I'm glad Edge won because he's cool. Yeah, and I know Edge had How like about a, that. Edge, Edge had Edge had a bigger career once I stopped watching. I know that, right, right, guys? Because that's what I've heard. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But yes, Jacob, he was a vampire. <laughs> I had no idea. That's great. <laughs> he had fangs and everything. It was freaking cool. Yeah. Speaking of um, being being cool, what's the next match, Marcus? Yeah. Now we can talk about the one that you were so excited to get I'm to. I'm so episode. excited about. I'm I'm, I'm moderately excited. Um, <laughs> this is a uh, yeah yeah. Bailey, Lacey Evans, Naomi, Tamina, Sasha Banks. Matt, did you see this? No. <laughs> what, what 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 did you see? <laughs> I watched I watched the next match. Okay okay. And then I watched the last two minutes of the of the WrestleMania. Okay Season fair. One. Okay okay. So, well, 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 well I was at work. Fair enough. All right. I didn't have six hours to spare between Monday morning and tonight. <laughs> All right, we'll handle it for here. From here, Matt. We're okay. living in a pandemic. <laughs> We're living in a pandemic, Marcelo. I can't just watch wrestling. I'm not judging all the time. I'm not. Ju- I'm. I don't watch wrestling all the time. <laughs> sure, Marcus is. But he, but he even, but he even slept through a lot of this. <laughs> yeah. So me and Marcus have a lot in common during this whole WrestleMania. We slept a lot, except his he was sleeping and I was, you know, making lattes and shit. <laughs> Speaking of lattes, um, Marcus was awake <laughs> during this one. Marcus, start this off. <laughs> Good match, right? Uh, you know, a lot of lot of people in there. This was originally supposed to be a six pack challenge, but Dana Brooke had to. Uh, had to uh, uh, be put in isolation. Oh my god! Uh, is that? Yeah. I, think, I think that's like what the third or fourth wrestler we brought up that is was like is like out of it for. 
yeah. COVID nineteen reasons. So is it for real or is it a storyline? Because I wouldn't put anything past no for real. That that yeah that, for that's real. real. It, it that, was not part of a storyline. That COVID nineteen is real. Left her absent. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I hope that's a wrestling. Story. <laughs> oh wait, did 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 Matt break it? Is is COVID nineteen a wrestling storyline? That's. <laughs> So yeah, there were a lot of like fun moments here. Funny, funny. There's a really funny thing where they played like a replay, and they didn't have the commentary over the replay, but you could hear Michael Cole shouting in the background <laughs> of the replay. <laughs> I thought that was really funny. I love that. Okay, now I gotta watch this. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, they, they were telling a good story here between Bailey and Sasha Banks, like. Uh, like they were teaming up for most of it, and then at the end, uh, Sasha eventually had to try to take out Bailey because I mean even though they're best friends they, they are in this uh, position where uh, she would have to betray her to, to win the championship which is uh, what uh, this is all about for them right uh, uh, and they tried to make Lacey Evans like this uh, good uh, baby face and I still have not really bought into it yet I don't <laughs> nah. like the character whatsoever <laughs> but that is what they're going for and they they did some good stuff with her like her uh her finishing move is the 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 woman's right, which is just uh, a a big punch, I guess. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> just a big old punch. <laughs> so to to disable her from being able to punch them, they uh, they uh, tied her hand to the to the turn buckle. Uh, I thought that was like a kind of a creative uh, thing, and uh, I like that uh, Bailey ended up retaining. I thought. That was uh, surprising, um, and I think that uh, they did enough between Bailey and Sasha Banks here to set up a rivalry, which is what people have been crying for for years because they had like a really good match in, in an NXT takeover, apparently. And uh, so I'm excited to see where that goes from here. And this was a good match on its own. I would have to agree with Marcus. Um, I like the storyline that played out here, and I was scared for a second. That uh, Lacey Evans, right? That's that's the woman's right one. Yes, I was scared for a second that she would win, because um, it it was her and um, Bailey at the end, right? Um, and it seemed like uh, she was Lacey Evans was going to win, but I'm, I'm happy. Did. I'm happy Bailey won. I'm happy um, with this match overall too. Um, but Jacob, what about you? I, I'm right with you, L- Lacey Evans. She just she she feels like she's racist. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It's, it's, I don't have anything to back that up, but it's just a, a gut check. Yeah, we've told this. We've actually told this story on the on the show before. But like, there she dressed her daughter up in blackface during a Halloween. Oh my Jesus god! Christ. She's definitely racist. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, just look at it. You're her. right. You're right, Jacob. Okay. But good. Not good. Bad. No, uh, this was... So I, at the height of my, like, wrestling fandom was right around the time the Four Horsewomen were coming up in NXT. So I was following that along as it was happening. And so for a very long time, Bailey was my absolute favorite wrestler. I I love Bailey still. Um, (laughs) Her heel aesthetic, I don't think they've hammered down quite yet, but I, I still love her. I think she's great. And, um... Yeah, I was very invested in this. I was very worried that Lacey Evans was going to win, which I don't know if that was the reaction we were supposed to have. But um, yeah, and I love the storytelling between her and Sasha Banks because I know that they've been friends for a billion years and they have done a million storylines where Sasha 
would just constantly betray Bailey, but never when Bailey was a heel. And so I don't know. I thought this is this is gonna lead somewhere fun. I wish there was a little more Naomi. I love Naomi. Yeah, um, yeah. And she kind of she just kind of she felt almost like an afterthought because like Tamina was in there, and they're like, okay, we all have to team up to take out Tamina, and then you know. Lacey Evans and Bailey and Sasha Banks all had their individual storylines, but Naomi just kind of felt like she was just there. I don't like that because Naomi is a star and deserves to shine brightly. Swap Lacey Evans and Naomi's roles in this match, and I think you have a better thing. Yeah. Um, I said this uh, back when we started this show, Mark. It's like a big reason why I'm back into wrestling now is because the women's division is so amazing and this is just another match that proves it. Cause I, uh, well, I mean, not in some, not so much Lacey Evans, but everybody else in this match. I mean, <laughs> she sucks. <laughs> She's good. Um, all right, Matt, it's your time to shine now because we're talking about a match you saw. Oh my God. Here we go. Do you want to start this off? John Cena versus the fiend. Bray Wyatt. <clears throat> you okay? I'm so happy. <laughs> okay, I can talk about this right now. Yes, yes, do yes it. we're good. Go ahead. Okay, go. Go. okay, good. As much as I love the Boneyard match, this was the most fun I've had watching wrestling in about 20 years. Wow. It is the weirdest fucking thing I've ever seen on a wrestling show. And I've seen the the one where they made like fake bugs, like psychological bugs and shit. <laughs> what? What? Yeah, that was a yeah. few years ago. Bray Wyatt projected bugs over the ring while he was fighting Randy Orton. What? Yeah, and like he was like afraid of the, the bugs. Shot. I. Yeah, that's was, okay. I'll, I'll take yeah. your guys' words for it. Everyone okay. hated it except for me. <laughs> I loved it. Uh, okay. okay. Love the Firefly Funhouse. Love Bray Wyatt here. I love John Cena here because like he's really having the time of his life just acting through this weird short film that's like a, t- a time traveling horror comedy and it's oh my god he went back in time to like the 90s and he was like the nwo he was playing hulk hogan it was very bizarre and very fun and give this make this a weekly show make this a weekly thing where like bray wyatt makes people go through time <laughs> and travel through time and have little hand puppets yell at different superstars. Yes, this forever and always. Uh, I'm going to ask Marcus this. Marcus, first before you get into this match, because I know there's Firefly Funhouses on like Raw's, right? He's on Raw, right? Um, they last like two minutes long, though. Yeah, but yeah, that's my question. It's like they're they're not like this long or this intricate, are they, Marcus? No, no, they they have not been, uh, and. Not for a very, very long time, they have not done anything like this. There, there was like a music video that they made at one point, but that was months and months ago. This, uh, this is like the most uh, intricate. You said that 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 they've gotten with these. So, talk about your reaction to this, Marcus. Oh, I, I thought I, I loved it. I, I, I uh, <laughs> like. I, I thought it was just such a creative idea, just to be taking, like, instead of doing any sort of an actual match, it's just like making John Cena fight his own demons. Like, I think yeah. that's so cool. It's like, um, and his like own feelings of inadequacy that he might have about his prior personas. Like, I think that is such a wild and creative idea and the way that it was shot, the way it was all edited together. I thought it was just 
fantastic how they pulled it off and how game John Cena was to do all this silly and dumb stuff. Oh, you could definitely tell he was like totally down for this. Yeah, and and this builds out the character of the Fiend in such a cool way, like better than I, I've loved his like in ring matches, but this like builds it out in such a way that's like like what types of powers does this guy have? What <laughs> this guy is capable of anything apparently, <laughs> and uh, and uh, and it made me even more sad that, <laughs> that that this was not a universal championship match, but still, it I I loved it. Uh, so, 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 so much. Uh, I don't have that much connection to the nostalgic as- aspects of this, obviously, because I've only been watching for a few years, but still, it's very cool to see stuff like the Saturday night's main event. Yeah, I, f- I flipped when that intro came on. I was watching it with one of my coworkers, and I was like, holy shit, this is the greatest. And then he basically did like a macho man, was like lifting weights constantly, and like you could tell that they were like breaking. Like they were cracking up while they were doing that that one scene. Uh, oh my god, I loved it. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I loved it too, <laughs> and uh, it, I just thought it was so 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 good. Um, Jacob, what do you think of it? Yeah, no, this I, I have zero complaints about the Firefly <laughs> House match. It's as soon as the um, as soon as the Vince McMahon puppet came out, I knew. Oh my we god, were a good time. <laughs> And I I was not expecting this with his horns. I, I had high expectations for this, but I was not expecting it to be so cerebral. Yeah, in a way that I don't know if I've ever seen in wrestling ever. <laughs> um, it, this was yeah, no, this was great, and I always forget that Bray Wyatt is hot when he's doing his Firefly like look <laughs> instead of just like his gross look, and so that was a fun surprise too. Yeah, uh, for me, this may have been my favorite. Uh, what's this and bone, the Boneyard match are tied with my favorite thing out of this whole WrestleMania. Because as soon as like it went back to like NWO, NWO, WCW, Nitro, uh, I was like, God, this is this is beyond insane. This is like, yeah, we would not have had this if there, if you know, there was a crowd as audience because they would have had this match play out like they would any other match right i mean they mm-hmm. were not yeah probably yeah yeah so this this is them you know just they're like okay we have this amount of time i mean this apparently ran for 13 minutes they're like let's let's just do whatever the fuck we want and get all this vintage footage and and just go wild so yeah i loved it uh this i i can only imagine this is better than whatever they were going to do for WrestleMania if there was an audience because I mean what John John Cena hasn't wrestled like in what uh, over a year and how much could he possibly do against you know the Fiend so I don't know I mean Marks do you have any opinion about that uh no <laughs> like in terms of John like in terms of a John Cena Fiend actual match how do you think that would have played out uh it, it, it I, I don't know I probably still would have liked it because like, like I've said I've liked Mo probably every Fiend match unless I'm forgetting something and it still would have been unique and interesting but it probably would have been pretty similar to whatever their last few matches have been and I don't know like I think you're right that this like 100% benefited from the situation and this is this in the Boneyard match this is what they should be focusing on going forward it, it feels like Bray Wyatt had like a ton of creative control and was just able oh, to do whatever yeah. he wanted 
And I think allowing the wrestlers to have that type of creative control is where you get like really classic moments like this. Like I really do think that this is like a thing that more more than any other match on here except in the boneyard match this is a thing that people will be looking at for years and saying like wow that was amazing i was gonna say how how cool these segments are that there weren't play there weren't the announcers yeah yeah i don't think i don't think that if they had had like 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 the play-by-play guys doing like the boneyard match or especially this i don't think they would have had the impact that they did have but but we did get one great reaction shot the reaction shot after the after the fun house. <laughs> That's the greatest right. thing ever. <laughs> I love Titus. Yeah, Titus O'Neil. He replaced uh, replaced Gronk on uh, as hosting uh, oh, uh, on hosting duties, um, and they did that. They replaced him to host the the event just to get this silly reaction shot. Man, I thought that was so so good, so so good. Loved yeah. it, Marcelo. Oh. You haven't talked about this much. I did. I said I, I loved it, and I uh, I did talk about this enough. Marcus, how oh, dare you? <laughs> right, moving on. The You're in charge. No, I I, I want to quickly like a thirty second sidebar. We haven't talked about Gronk at all. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, I don't like him. I don't know who he is. Um, he's he endangered like twelve people when he you know, not only him diving off that uh, balcony, but also the fact that he touched twelve people. Yeah. Um, and made them touch each other. Yeah. Uh, um, I I didn't like it, Marcus. Go ahead. No, uh, he sucks. I hate that guy. Um, yeah, he, he sucks. Um, I will say he did more than like any other WrestleMania host has ever done. Which is that he like stood by and on camera watched every match as it was happening, which like WrestleMania hosts they come out and say, "Hey, glad you're all here, bye." Yeah, and they go home. <laughs> yeah, he actually did do stuff, which I it's kind of interesting, but uh, it sucks that it's him. Yeah, and he he won the twenty four seven title, right? But then he he lost it to Mojo. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, did he? Yeah, I don't like him. Uh, Jacob, your thoughts on Gronk? I don't know why they they're like we need a host. I don't know why they didn't get somebody who could like he's a football player. That's less of a host than a wrestler is. Like he has less qualifications to be there than literally anybody. Should have been Flo Rida. Flo Rida's always at WrestleMania. Sure. Yeah, he, he uh, I think he performed uh, one year. I think that WrestleMania I saw with John Cena versus. He performed multiple years. Yeah, he the... came out on a Tron cycle one year. <laughs> I think I saw that one because I, I saw WrestleMania 30, no, 28 or something with John Cena versus mm-hmm. The Rock. And I think he was there. Yeah, I think that was the Tron cycle. Yeah, there. I did see a Tron cycle like on stage. I go, what? Why, why is that there? And I go, oh, yeah, that's right. Cause <laughs> it's a flow rider. All right. Last match of the nights. Yeah. Here we go. Ooh. WWE Championship match. Brock Lesnar versus Drew McIntyre, the men's Royal Rumble winner this year. Um, I thought this was awesome. It was really, uh, it gave you this, that right amount of like, uh, just, uh, high action and like short, uh, high action that you want from a Brock Lesnar match. Uh, just, uh, like what, four, four suplexes and three F fives. And that, that, that is all you need. And if, and a few claymores from Drew McIntyre, I think that that is all you need. That's all you want from Brock Lesnar. And it, it rocked. I, I love this. Uh, Jacob, what about you? I thought this was fine. It it's hard to transition to anything out of the Firefly. House. Yeah, yeah. 
it was yeah. just like, all right, well, here's, here's going to be two big guys that kind of kick each other. But uh, I like Drew McIntyre a lot. <laughs> They're going to kick each other. <laughs> I was really impressed with him at the Royal Rumble. I thought that was... I thought it was a cool story they told there, and this was a good kind of payoff for it. So it worked. I think this is another one that would have benefited from a crowd. Yes, yeah, yeah. I, I do feel a little like like I wish I could have seen Drew's reaction like in front of the crowd, yeah, and them like cheering him on and stuff. Like that that's another like really sad uh, thing about this. Uh, uh, Matt, you said you saw two minutes, which means you saw about fifty percent of this match. Yeah, um, okay. Um, yeah, talk I about hate. It. All right, I have a weird thing with Brock Lesnar. I fucking hate him. Well, I think every that's, I think everybody that's hates him. But I extremely normal. Yeah. I no, I fucking hate him, but I love Paul Heyman. Oh yeah. That's also extremely that's, normal. Yeah. Okay, that's, so that's, that's a normal reaction. That's yeah, a good reaction yeah, to have. Yeah. Okay, good. And I like Drew McIntyre. I think he's a cool guy. Like he like I like him in the ring. Uh, he's got some cool moves. Uh, his accent is fun. Uh, he's yeah, like and I'm glad he won. Like Fuck Brock Lesnar. That guy sucks. He shows up like twice a year and like shows his dumb face and that awful tattoo, like like a Hall of Fame or bad tattoo, and just like embarrasses himself. Like go away. No one likes you. Leave. Yes. See, Matt, you have the same opinion. I think as like what ninety percent of well, what well, well, I think anyway. 90% of wrestling fans, I think, have that opinion. Right, Marcus? I mean, we've talked about this before. No, yeah, that's absolutely it. It's, it's okay, a thing where, but, like, yeah, he like everybody wants him to go away, basically. Yeah, go away forever. I, like, go, leave. But I but, will admit, I do kind of like him as a bad guy. I, but when he leaves, I want hate- him to leave Paul Heyman with everyone else. Like, <laughs> I, he, He's so hateable, but, like, he's hateable in, in the wrestling way, where I, I want to see people beat him, and he is also very large and feels unbeatable in a way that not a lot of people do that's very true he looks like a laundry bag i I like that his his little chicken legs are so little that (laughs) it's like his shorts are like he like teleported a different person's body like oh my god he does have chicken legs i'm rewatching it now in the background and you're 100 right jacob (laughs) marcel it's what do you think of it Oh, yeah. I mean, the chicken legs, it's odd <laughs> to see him on, on uh, such a built man. No, uh, I don't. I didn't like this match. Um, I love Drew. Not, I, don't, I wouldn't say I love Drew McIntyre. I'd like him a lot. I, just, I think he deserves the win, uh, but it just gave me nothing. I don't I don't like Brock Lesnar. Um, he's a good enough heel, but his matches are short. Um and they don't have enough for me to be engaged. And there's one of those. And again, like I forget who said this, but it's, it's hard to go from the Firefly Funhouse to this. You know, I think it just should have switched. I think they this night should have ended with the with the the fiend and uh, John Cena, uh, because this is like this was very low energy for me. Uh, I I was watching it for a minute, looked down at my phone, and it felt like I, when I looked up, it was already over. So, <laughs> yeah, that's, my, that's how night two ended. That's how WrestleMania ended. Um, <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, what do we well, do now? I liked it. You liked it? I, Marcus, you liked it? I liked it. <laughs> okay, yeah, good. One, one out of four people liked it. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, I do think we can move on. We all uh, we all, we all, all uh, had a good time, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I'm glad you're. I'd say probably at least three of us. Had at least three of us had a good time. <laughs> well, um, I guess we should rate this before we end this, right? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, Marcus knows this. 
you know, uh, you know. Marcel, take us through your rating scale. Uh, my rating scale. You mean uh, the rating scale that we created? Sure. Yes. Hold on, I'm looking at it right now. I always, I always have to open it up to the page. I don't have it uh, here offhand, but uh, yeah, it's on a scale of one to five. Uh, and hold on, I'm gonna leave this all in. Just me flipping through these pages. All, all, all the, all the numbers have their own. Oh, I got it. Uh, I got it. I got phrase. it. Phrase. Yes, yes. Here we go. Here we go. From one to five. Uh, from, so from the bottom to the top. Here we go. Here's our scale, guys. And <laughs> and, and and we're gonna ask uh, Matt and Jacob to to rate WrestleMania. Here we go. It goes bottom. Uh, is stank. Then it goes a little groovy. Then it goes pretty sweet. <laughs> Then it goes pretty dang dope, and then at the very top it goes totally rad. Oh, That's our embarrassing. scale. Embarrassing. <laughs> I think it's a perfect scale. I'm not gonna I remember all that shit. <laughs> Just give us the one to five rating. Why, why don't sure. we go? Since, uh, since you seem amped up about it, Matt, let's go to you first. On a scale of one to five, where would you put this? Let's let's count them both together if you can. Okay, fine. Three, three out of five. <laughs> so you'd be you'd, you'd but if at we're a talking. Sweet. But if we're talking just Boneyard and Funhouse, it's probably about an 8 out of 5. <laughs> Fair enough. But overall, you'd give it a 3 out of 5. A pretty sweet Total, on our scale. Totally bitchin'. That's my, that's my rating. You can't how do about that. that. You, you can't come in here and make your own ranking. <laughs> that's how, the 8 out of 5. How dare you? Okay, fine. Fair enough. Um, Jacob, what about you? This was pretty dang dope. Oh, so a 4 out of 5. I, actually, it's like pretty dang dopely rad. Okay, you can't do that either. What are you doing? Don't be rad. <laughs> you know, four and a half for me, though. I, I loved this. Okay, four and a half. Um, I'll go first, and then you, Marcus, um, between the two of us. I'll give it a pretty dang dope. Um, I'm squarely in the four to five, because there's just enough great in there, but there were, there were some snoozers um that that we talked about in the first segment uh yeah yeah marcus Literal snoozers because marcus fell asleep. yes he's fell asleep. <laughs> yes. yes i fell asleep i i want a high high here the the boneyard the the firefly funhouse but not enough of them uh, a few matches went on too long uh, a few matches should not have happened at all none of this should have happened at all <laughs> but i'm thing. still going to say <laughs> uh, pretty gonna say pretty sweet uh i'm gonna i'm gonna echo uh matt here oh wow okay wow that that seems right in my book. That Jacob and I would give it about four to five, and you you guys give it lower than that. Makes sense to me in my head. <laughs> Especially Matt, he's a soulless son of a bitch. All right, that's me. <laughs> I'll just say I. So I've been watching WrestleMania since twenty seven, and between like from thirty one until now, I can't really tell you what happened in any of those WrestleManias. But this one, I'm going to remember. And that, I think, that alone gives it a, a few extra points. Because it's like, oh, that, oh, of course, that was the Boneyard match WrestleMania where there were no people. <laughs> I don't know. I think, to me, like, WrestleMania, it, it needs to feel a little special. It needs to stick out in your mind. So, like, 30 does that for me. 31 had a really cool ending. And then this one, I think, kind of is right there with them. That's that's very fair. That's a good assessment. Yeah, I I feel the same way. I mean, it has two big highlights for me: the Boneyard match and the Firefly Funhouse. And beyond that, I mean, some of the matches I love. I actually love that Becky Lynch match, and um, some other ones stood out to me. But yeah, I and the stakes were there too. I forget which pay per view we talked about 
uh, in the in the past, Marcus. I think it might it might have been tables, ladders, and chairs, where there were no stakes at all. <laughs> nothing, no, yeah. nothing was on the line. I think I gave that like a two out of five. I was kind of just bored out of my mind. But now this is WrestleMania. This is this is, this is where they show off their wares. This is where, for sure, yeah, their their stakes on the line, their championships, and right. It's, it's, it's the showcase of the immortals. Yeah, it's. Uh, <laughs> I already forgot what other term they have for it. <laughs> it's WrestleMania. Okay, it's the granddaddy of them all. The granddaddy. Thank you, Marcus. Keep 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 spitting them out there. Okay, um, it's it's WrestleMania, and I think for the matches they had, for the stakes, for you know the the for the hype. I think lived up to a four out of five in my book. So there you go. That's that was WrestleMania, thirty six. Guys, the stage of them all. Thank you, Marcus. Okay, <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, before we leave here, uh, we always uh, we always like to give a Paul Walter Hauser uh, beat. Uh, we uh, oh, always. We had, we had a couple. We never done we it. A couple. We had a couple earlier in the match, but earlier earlier in, in, in this, the this felt like a match. match. Yes. <laughs> earlier in the recording but we've got the real one here um so paul walter hauser was asked on twitter by uh, dustin rhodes to uh name his five favorite horror movies and i figured since we have no shit all right we have two horror experts here today that i would give you guys this list and i would ask you to uh tell 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 us what you think about this list okay so, so me and jacob will answer okay uh <laughs> <laughs> I joke, so, I joke. So these are Paul Walter Hauser's five favorite movies. It does not seem to be in any order. They're not numbered. Uh, here we go. Get Out, The Shining, The Sixth Sense, Shaun of the Dead, and The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Your thoughts, boys. <laughs> Matt? Um, no. <laughs> what? Why? <laughs> uh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have um, Shaun of the Dead or Get Out on that list. Okay. Okay, because because right. when I think horror movies, I think straight up horror. You don't and think? I don't know. You don't, you don't, don't think? Get out as a horror movie? Uh, it's it's too recent. Uh, it's too recent. Okay, you, gotta, you gotta let it. You gotta let it marinate for a little while. And Shaun of the Dead's a comedy, straight up. Uh, as somebody who's just watched it maybe two nights ago, I'd say. I mean, yeah. When I was a when I was a dumb freshman in high school, it was my favorite zombie movie. But like, <laughs> I don't know. I'm 35 now. I'm. Sorry. Uh, uh, somebody's coming after Paul Walter Hauser. Wow, okay. Uh, Jacob, what about you? Your thoughts on... Uh, read me the list again. Sure. Uh, we have Get Out, The Shining, The Sixth Sense. It's hard to say. Shaun of the Dead, and The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Okay, my two thoughts are, it's kind of a basic list. <laughs> I mean, that's a basic that too. answer. That too. It's uh, it's a little weighted to the new for my tastes. I would you know. I- I'm a, I'm a, I'm a universal. Matt and I are both universal fans. We have a whole damn yeah, podcast about it. Yeah, that's our show. At, at least it. at one point, that's what it was. <laughs> um, but I like all those movies well enough. Those are all good movies. Six Sense doesn't do a whole lot for me, but it, it's it's fine. So uh, thank you guys for that. And just for the record, I will say I think Dustin's list is better. Dustin Rhodes, uh, AEW. Um, What's his list? His 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 numbered list. This is this is one to five. Oh, and can um, I say uh, Dustin Rhodes? Right? Wasn't he? He's Gold Dust, right? Gold Dust. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. Love him. Yeah. Sure. Uh, his, his list is number one: The Exorcist. Number two: The Omen. Number three: The Shining. Number four: Salem's Lot. And number five: The Gate. Oh my God! Those are five fucking all timers right there. <laughs> I think that's a better list overall. Holy that is, that is a list shit! Of some, it, it does like it exists within like a 
five-year window, which I think ah, is God, that's such a great list. Yeah. But uh, PWH, you're slipping here, according <laughs> to Horror Masters. I mean... Yeah, the- are you guys mutuals or something? Where, where is this coming from? It's We're a long story. We're trying to get him on the show. Okay. <laughs> basically what it comes well, down no, to. Well, no, no. Well, okay. Backstory. Yeah. Um, I forget when it was. It was a few months ago. Oh, it was around the time of Richard Jewell when that came out. Um, <laughs> we we noticed that Paul Winterhauser was a big wrestling fan. Oh, and because I tweeted not at him, but I, I tweeted about him. I tweeted about Paul Winterhauser. And he, I think, retweeted it. Yes, and he then, did. And then Marcus was like, oh, he's a big wrestling fan. And then Mar- Marcus had the big idea of atting him uh, from <laughs> the Marking the Marks account <laughs> and ask him to be on the show. And he, Hall of Fame tweet. And, and what happened, Marcus? Uh, he uh, completely Locked. no-sold it. He did not look at it. Apparently, <laughs> I, we, I guarantee he saw it because he is a very extremely online man. Yes. He replies to everything, whether you tweet at him or not. He will see it and he will reply to it. <laughs> now, he did not give us anything. My theory is, and that was around the time that Richard Jewell came out, and I remember that because when Marcus sent that out, I had posted my review of Richard Jewell maybe like a day before, and my wild guess is he saw who was hosting Marking the Marks. <laughs> he looked at my review of Richard Jewell, which was at the top of my, my profile, and he's like, you know what? No, because I... I liked him in the movie. I didn't like the movie overall, though. I liked him, so I don't know. But who knows? Maybe he's uh, maybe he just saw Mark and the Marks, right? And since since that uh, fateful day, uh, we have uh, gone on and off of uh, praising him and or negging him, uh, just just in any any sort of attempt to get him on this show. You gotta add him on Instagram. You gotta get him on Instagram. He's on there all the time. He's I on gotta- there more than he's on Twitter. I gotta at. How do you know this? Because <laughs> I follow him on Instagram, and he's like always the first person to pop up. Marcus, that's your that's your homework. You have to follow him on Instagram and stalk him on there. Okay. Yeah. Uh, unless his reaction to-, to Marriage Story is uh, amazing. By the way, look that up. <laughs> yeah, I th- such a great video. I think what we have to do is rope Jessica Chastain in this because those two have have had a uh, 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 interaction in the last few weeks. So I'm not encouraging that. <laughs> what? Come on! Not encouraging you with anything with her. No. Literally. Okay. No. I. I don't want to explain that. Is this right still now. the show? This is the end. <laughs> you know are you what? On Mike. Are you? Are you? Are you a guest or a listener to this show, Matt? Because <laughs> I think that's what many people are wondering right now. Is this? Is this the show? I think that's it, right, Marcus? We're we're done. Sure. Yeah. Sure. We're done. We're done. Mar- Marcella tried to tried to tell us that this would be an hour. I said I laughed at that. I said there's no way. And look where we are. We're currently about 90 minutes in. Sorry, guys. I tried my best to make this <laughs> short, but we're ending it right now with plugs. Matt, where can the people listening, if people are listening, find you online? Uh, well, you can find me on Twitter at the Real Matt C. Also, every other social media with that. You can find me with Jacob at Monsters Never Die, where we talk about monster movies. Uh, you can also find me on another podcast coming soon. What? Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, which was uh, kind of hatched on the crossover episode for Monsters Never Die, so Wait. stay tuned. For- can, yeah. can, can I ask? I'm, I'm interjecting. I'm jumping into your plugs. Did we talk about okay. that on show? Maybe. I don't know. But uh, I, I think so- it was off show. Yeah. Please please subscribe and listen to So Says the Villager, an Animal oh Crossing god. podcast. Oh my god. <laughs> starring, starring me, Sarah, and Alex. And I don't, be fun. I don't even want to get into it. 
Quick 15-minute episodes, and we're going to be talking all the hot goss that's happening on our little islands and uh, bitching about turnip prices. Oh, my God. I am, as editor-in-chief of of the website that will be hosting this, I am excited and scared. Okay. Yo, fuck a Tom Nook. (laughs) Okay. Jacob, plugs. (laughs) Uh, You can find me on Twitter and letterbox and instagram pretty much everywhere is jacob underscore denoble that's d-e-n-o-b-e-l like the nobel prize and that's about it there you go uh marcus what about you sure you can follow me on twitter at marcus irving 317 you can follow this show on twitter um at marking the marks uh spelled exactly how you see it on your little podcast screen there and you can email us this show at TFS wrestling at gmail.com TFS wrestling at gmail.com. That is all I have. Marcelo. Yes. Uh, as for me, talk from society, uh, where I think all the podcasts we just mentioned, uh, talk from society is hosting them. And if you want to support talk from society and all that we do go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash talk from society. Uh, I hope you guys had fun. Thanks, Jacob. Thanks, Matt. Yes. Yes, it's great. <laughs> I, think <I'm, laughs> I think Jacob is falling asleep right now. Um, <laughs> uh, Matt is, has turned on his uh, his switch. I see. Turn on his webcam it's, and is just it's, playing his it's video been game. On, this switch has been on for so long. Oh, okay, that's how you podcast, Matt. It's just by just by <laughs> playing your switch as you record. Marcus, I'm thank just, you. I'm just fishing and I'm catching some eggs. Oh it's my really god! Really annoying, Marcus. Uh, yeah, we got to do our famous sign off, right? Marcus? We we say this every time we god. close out the show. Okay. We say this every time we wake up. We say this every time we talk to each other on the phone. Every hour on the hour. Here we go. <laughs> Jesus fuck. Uh, goodbye. Goodbye, you. Yeah.